Hey there, I'm Kay Bess, and I play Persephone Brimstone in Agents of Mayhem. You're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. You are. That was, that was kind of awkward. Hey guys, this is Kritzia Bajos, and I'm here with Sean on the Horribly Awkward Podcast. He's not that awkward. This is Michael Ray Bauer. I'm a 90s star, but basically I'm a star. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. And it's actually pretty horribly awkward. Hey, this is Hannah Tell, the voice of Max in Life is Strange. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. It's so awkward. We're going to do an intro, okay, Christina? All right, all right. Christina, your name is really cool. It starts with the K, which is really cool. The K, the K, the K is awesome. <laughs> Christina with the K. On this podcast, we talk about, we go back, we go back talk, to talk about arcades and, and playing video games in Sears while, while, while our parents looked at clothes and there was no threat of us being kidnapped. What? Yeah, um, we talked about uh, time traveling. No, not really time traveling. Actually traveling while eating food and reading books. I think. And video games. Video games. Lots of video games. Christina is overwhelmed with video games right now. It's stressing me out listening to her because she talks 100 miles per hour about all these video <laughs> games she has. She's like, I got a Peter over here. got this video game over here. The game, games of gold of stormy games of pass. Games pass and PS Plus. And I got all these video games. And Chris Chris B is going, play this game. And oh. in the midst of this, in, in the middle of all this, we want to give a shout out to Scott Clark. With the Gaming Outsider. At thegamingoutsider.com. And uh, might as well, let's just give a shout out to Aaron Peterson at thehollywoodoutsider.com. Now that's my plugs. There we go. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is an awesome time, Christina. Thanks for coming. Uh, everybody, enjoy the podcast. We went like two hours. We had a good time. All right, all right. All right, all right. You're about to listen to the podcast. All right, all right, all right. You know what I like about podcasts? I get older and they stay the same age. Nice. Nice. Hey, Norma, give us a horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Welcome to Horribly Awkward Podcast. I do have a number for this episode. I just don't know what it is yet. So I'm opening this up. I'm blowing time. Christina, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Are you happy to know you're on the 147th episode of Horribly Awkward? 147? Oh my gosh. (sighs) Yeah, that's a lot. So from the Gaming Outsider Podcast, the reason why the podcast sounds so kick-ass the producer the sound engineer the the one behind the scene the, the wizard behind the curtain making everything work and sound so beautiful everybody welcome christina let's get it let's get it let's get it yeah yep that's, that's me the the woman behind the curtain I'm so pumped right now. I've been I started my new job on Monday and I'm working days and it's like I've I've done my work for the day and I get to hang out now. Like this is, feels so good. 
Oh, I bet. I couldn't. I've been waiting all week to ask you about this job and how, how you liked it this week. So. so let's make some noise. I know Christine doesn't like round noises, so I'm going to drop a bottle cap. Okay. <laughs> oh, my drop God. my phone. My phone's real loud. Boom. Let's see what else we got. Keyboard clicking. Let's do, 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 do. Oh, wait. I did something. Yeah. What did I do? No. Oh, I locked my screen. Now all I'm seeing is my desk, desktop thing. Oh, better get out of here. Okay, cool. Wow, I don't know how you do that, but I went all the way back to like where you enter your password when you first turn your computer on. Uh, so that's the Windows key and the L button, by the way. Oh, I'm going to do that again. Let's try it. Windows and L. Ah, I never tried that. Thank you. Was, You're welcome. Now I know something. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. Now I need to figure out how to go into my computer and set it so every time I turn my computer on, I don't have to turn my um, numeric keys on. You know, I have to like hit the number, lo- the nu- like the yeah, the number lock to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's annoying as fuck. And I know there's something really easy just to do, so every time it turns on, it automatically has those on. But I'm too lazy to figure it out. So I noticed on this laptop that I have at home, it doesn't remember it. It's like this particular laptop. I don't know what, but it's the first time I've had a laptop like that. Like my work laptop, num keys always on. So I think it might just be the the keyboard itself. So. I don't know. Yeah, you might be right, actually, because I bought a keyboard like years ago, and it's always been that way, and it, it annoys me. And I know there's there's a simple setting to fix that, and I just <laughs> – some of those things where you push it once, right? There's, you know those like headache problems are real small ones where you, you do it, and then you just forget about it ever until the next time. Even though that oh, next yeah. time might be every day, you'll forget about it in between because it's not a real big deal, but it sucks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <sighs> Okay, let's start this podcast off good. I'm going to drink a beer. All right. I got myself a Code Red. It was buy two, get one free. So, you know, here, I'll contribute. Oh, oh my God. That's cringy. So awesome. <laughs> Do you have a, is that um, like padding behind you uh, for microphone or? No, that's my mom's chair. So, uh, no, right I have behind four. you in the corner, behind the the um, globe, you see it? It looks like one of those things that you roll out and you put the mic in between it. It's oh, like that's like... Um, cushioning? Like the like egg those, crate stuff? No, it's like those dividers, you know, like, hey, I'm going to go get dressed behind the, the oh, screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so awesome. my mom got one. It's pretty cool. You know what? I want a globe. I, I thought about that recently or a map because I realized how stupid I am. When something is mentioned in the in the like in the world, I barely know where it's at. <laughs> so we had a globe up until mm, maybe last year that still had USSR on it. The USSR. <laughs> the USSR. So not quite sure how helpful it was, you know, because I mean the world's kind of changed quite a bit since we were kids. But that was the globe we had around the house forever. Now, if they're talking about something in the news or, or whatever, like, oh, hey, we have this listener from this part of the world. I'm like, all right, Google, where's that at? Yeah, totally. They, you know what they need to do is show a damn little, like a little mini map, like in a video game in the bottom corner with just a little, you know, shows the whole world and a little red dot like glowing. Bling, bling, bling. <laughs> you know, like, cool stuff like that. As a, as a viewer, like I'd appreciate something like that. That'd be neat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be neat. So... Christina, you make, I got to say, uh, I'm super jealous because the Gaming Outsider obviously sounds a lot better than 
been horribly awkward. And it's because of all the time you put into editing. Everyone records their tracks separately. It sounds like everyone's in the same space. It sounds really good. Really? Yes. That makes me feel so good because, you know, um, when Scott was looking for someone to to produce the show, um, I was like, well, I mean, I can give it a try. I've never done it before. But, you know, you want to sit down and show me what you do? And he's like, yeah, sure. So uh, we started out the first uh, few episodes, what, like 185, 186, 187 I did in Audacity, um, all the editing. And it was really hard to find that sweet spot. And was kind of struggling, but it was free and that was cool. Um, so uh, Troy um, was like, well, I use Adobe Audition. So I, I tried it out and I was like, oh, my gosh, I immediately fell in love. I mean, drooling, fell in love. It's so easy. And so and it didn't crash as much because, like you said, we record all of the tracks separately. So when when you have all of the main tracks, then you have, you know, the... um. The music, the intro music, the celebrity bumpers, and like the alerts between each segment and the music between each segment and then the outro. And then when we splice in like the individual reviews, we have those as individual tracks too. So sometimes our tracks are up to like 30 tracks for a single episode or more. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really cool, but um, uh, Audacity kept crashing once I got to like 20 tracks. It got really slow and it would you know, get really sluggish and sometimes it'd crash. I'd be like, uh, I just lost an hour of my time. And so oh, I was like, damn. no, I've no, they lost audacity. I've never lost anything, but I have had it where it's like not responding. You're like, okay, come on, respond, respond. Oh, finally. Yeah. Right. So, um, so Adobe audition, you know, we, uh, we pay the subscription for, for that, but it's well worth every penny. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've used audacity. It's all I've, ever really known how to use i use obs to record i used to record video but ever since skype did this update it won't capture the video i gotta do something and i'm too lazy to figure that out i just convert it to audio and throw it in audacity and move things around i I use the same project folder that i've been using for years so Mm -hmm. there's been a million things erased and added to it so (laughs) that probably slows it down a little bit but I just so kinda... use the exact same project folder. <laughs> yep, I just open right here. Audacity saves, and uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's from well, no, it's from five of twenty seventeen. So yeah, that's a, about a year and a half. Been using the same folder. I just all I do is all I do is take the old one. I have a I have a couple of tracks up on top in a mute mm-hmm. in a muted category where I can I can shift those in and out if I need to. And then all, oh I, all I do is take the old one. I'll take the old track out, which is just one long track, cut up right. into pieces. I take that out, put the new one in, and that's how I've been doing it since May of 2017 on the same file. Wow. I mean, that's cool. Ours moves around too much, though. I mean, it's like it's kind of like art. So it, it is art. Yeah, it's art. Because when I used to it's- when I used to do a, we used to do the the improv. Right, that would take mm-hmm. me three hours just to edit a five-minute section because I pull in all these sound effects and I make the footsteps sound exactly where I need them and same height. And then, oh, we need a bird over here, and oh, and you know, it needs to be outside. I need some rain. I need some some thunder. Like that would take me three hours just to do five minutes. And oh my gosh, you should have seen what that looked like. It was just like jumbled up in little bits and pieces all through all these tracks, and it was crazy. Sounds fun though. It, it really sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. But when you're done with a podcast, and you're like, oh, I need to put a podcast out tonight. And then you're like, oh, I got four hours of editing. 
Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, when we first started, I tried to, you know, we recorded on Monday and I tried to get it all edited so we could have it, you know, ready and released the next day. And it's just not, it, it, it wasn't sustainable. Um, so Monday nights we record and then Tuesday I take a break. Wednesday I get it. So, and it's been better that way because I get a chance to like, we spend all the time recording and I, I'm not on most of the episodes, um, you know, but I, I listen and I take all the, the edit points and that's really good and helpful because I, I can remember, oh yeah, I remember, oh, I forgot to write that down, but I remember when they were talking about this part of the show, it was about this amount of time that there was something weird or I'll write the, the vaguest weirdest things. Like there was a weird sound at like 14 minutes and 27 seconds, weird sound. <laughs> You know, a lot, probably um, a lot of Scott Clark farts, right? Scott Clark <laughs> fart at 20, <laughs> 20.3, Scott Clark fart at 21 and three seconds. Yeah, come you know, on, Scotty. We have a special guest that shows up all the time, is Zach's cat. <laughs> and you should see, like, he's like this fucking cat. And it's like, <laughs> meow. And the cat walks across the computer. It's great. I'm like, oh, look, it's the kitty again. But, you know, then then they're they're sitting there talking. I'm like, oh, look, the kitty. Oh, write that down. Got to get the kitty out, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have, I've had so many guests have cats on. And once cats know you're, like, not paying attention to them, but you're talking to something, they want to mm-hmm. interact with you. You're like, meow, meow, meow. They're like, ah. You know, you can't lock them out of the room. Like, uh, I had, when I had Casey... Casey on recently, a friend of mine, she uh, she had her cat, and then she tried to like, keep the cat out of the room, but the cat was just meow, 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 just just wouldn't stop. And I'm like, D- you, you're probably going to just have to let your cat in, you know, and we'll deal with it. Maybe, maybe the cat <laughs> will want to show on your lap or something, but that would drive someone crazy if it was like an hour straight of meows. You know, I'll let a couple slide, but, you know. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. If it's that long, you're like, um, all right, so let's take a break and make your kitty happy. So... Um, that's the same reason why I'm at my mom's recording in her office instead of at home, because I have four kids at home, not four cats, four kids. And, you know, if they saw, oh, mommy's on the computer, that means they're going to come out from bed like 25 times. Yeah. And like, that, that one time I, when I was doing that little something with Scott and Chris, and then you guys all popped in as I was leaving, you guys came to do the, the regular show. And I remember, I remember your son was just like, ah, mom, hey. Like you're on the computer. Let's let's uh <laughs> let's hang out. So I mean, they're good kids, and and they're they're a lot of fun. But they're definitely like, oh, mom's actually trying to do something now. I ignored her this whole last you know two hours doing my own thing, but now oh, she's doing something. Oh, no, mom I need can't her. Have friends? No, no, <laughs> mom. I'm your only friend. <sighs> hey, that's awesome, though. You guys seem like you have a lot of fun. You guys are yeah. all, all gamers, huh? Yeah, all of us, even Patrick, who's only four. So um, out of all the kids, though, I think Edmund's probably the best gamer. And uh, he's seven. And he he just beat Spider-Man not too long ago. He's almost 100% at Breath of the Wild. Ooh, he 100% beat, Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. And then he beat Timefall 2 within, like, a, a few days. And then he picked up Borderlands. The first one. So, uh, yeah, he stays busy. And he, Borderlands he just, is one of those games you can just play forever. 
That's good. He needs games like that. Um, yeah. So what he does, like with Breath of the Wild, he'll sit there and he'll watch YouTube videos on his phone when everybody else is using the TV. And so he'll watch the YouTube videos and like, oh, mom, look, I can find this, uh, this article of clothing or I can find this or I can unlock this. Or, you know, if you go in this area up here, then you can, you know, whatever, whatever. And so then he's like, where's the switch? Where's the switch? And so then he goes and gets the switch. And then then he's like, oh, I'm trying to do it. And, and it's really cool. And then uh, I mean, it's really neat. And Patrick, he likes to play Breath of the Wild. He likes uh, they both like all the kids like Minecraft. Um, and then Patrick likes Skyrim, which is so funny to me because I picked up Skyrim. I kind of liked it, I guess. But I mean, Patrick will sit there and play it. I don't think the kid knows what he's doing, but he likes to play it. <laughs> Just to run around. Yeah, that's, that's cool. When I was younger, well, I mean, I was, I've been a gamer all my life, but when I was younger, if I got to even the smallest part that I couldn't pass, I just quit games. I never beat games, ever. I love gaming, but I play for a little bit and I go, oh, I can't beat it. I'm stuck on Zelda. Done. I'm done. Put it down forever. Move on to the next thing. So that's why I like games like Street Fighter. Like, you just got to keep playing and you'll beat Street Fighter. You know, there's no, you don't have to figure anything out. You can like you can beat Street Fighter. Well, I mean, just play through the story and like you oh, get just... all the way, all the way to the last boss and you beat it, right? Little... Oh, yeah, that's cool. So I like to play that at the babysitter's house. They had a Super Nintendo, uh-huh. and so that's when I got to play that. So this one particular babysitter, her name was Chanel, and she lived a, a few apartment buildings down, and she only babysit me a couple times, but they had a Super Nintendo, and her boyfriend and her would let me play, and I don't know. I remember her apartment. And it was all set up, but on the coffee table, she had a, a Daisy Duke CD. And it was like one of those things, like the cover, you know, the girl's shorts were like showing her butt yeah. cheeks. And I was like, she has a CD that has butt cheeks on it. You know, like <laughs> I was a really little kid. I was like, I can't believe she has that. But she's really cool because she lets me play her Super Nintendo because I didn't have one. Oh, I had just yeah. gotten a Nintendo um, and we didn't have a lot of games, you know, we had some, we had a few handful of NES games and the, the ones we played the most were like the track and field to, um, Super did, Mario did Brothers. Cheat? Did you cheat? Like get on your hands and you hit the, hit the pad? Like, you know, you're supposed to run and then jump, right? Is that, that track and field? So you're going to laugh at me. We had, my mom got us the mat. We couldn't figure out how to use it. <laughs> and it's like, what is this for? What are, what are we supposed to do with this? I, I don't know. Like, oh, you can plug it in. Well, what do you do with it? Uh, I don't know. Jump on it. It's not doing anything. All right, we'll put that over there. <laughs> so we didn't hardly ever use it. Um, we played Duck Cut a lot, and oh, then yeah. obviously Zelda. <laughs> I love that game. I love that game so yeah, much. Yeah, you're a kid, and you got to hold a gun and point at a TV. Like, how great was that? That was like so cool. I felt like the coolest kid ever. I'm like, oh my god, I have this orange gun. Look. And then my grandpa had the gray gun. So like at home we had the orange gun. My grandpa had the gray gun and we all played it together. Um, so my my grandpa and my mom are the whole main reason why I played video games. And my grandpa loved them. And my mom and I, uh, so many nights we'd sit there and we were playing and I'd sitting on the love seat and she'd be sitting in my sister's beanbag and we'd play until one of us fell asleep with the remote control. I used to like sneak it out of her hand and, and she'd <laughs> sleep and have you like playing, you know? Um, but yeah, we all played the legend of Zelda 
And that's, you know, the big reason why I got my tattoo. My sister has the same matching tattoo. And because uh, my grandpa, and he played it, and he played it, and he played it. And he was like, hey, did you know when you beat it, it has a different map? And I was like, no way. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> I never got so, that far. I have no idea. <laughs> really? No way. No way. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't. My aunt, I had one aunt that would play Zelda, and she'd beat it. But uh, I didn't have the concentration. I just couldn't. If I couldn't figure something out, I just, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. So there... That was how I was with every other game except that one. That one we had the insert in the map. So, like, you oh, got yeah. to see all of the things that you could collect and you had the whole map. And I think that is part of why, you know, we stayed in it and kept playing it and kept playing it trying to figure it out. And then you get to the very end and then, like, all of a sudden the, the Nintendo would overheat and it would flash and restart your game and it would wipe it all out. So you're like, oh, well, I guess I got to do it again. And and we played it over and over and over until we like finally beat it. It was it was that was probably the most awesome experience ever. So you had a faulty Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just it just overheated and flashed. You're like, oh, all right, let's do it over from the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Dang. And that's, that's I had hardcore right there. Yeah. So I had the gold cartridge, but Grandpa had the the gray one with like the regular sticker. So. But yeah, so my grandpa had gotten hurt uh, at Chrysler. He was a pipe fitter and he had fallen and he had hurt his side. And so when he was healing, uh, he had a small TV in the in the uh, in the small bedroom and his Nintendo, and he just played. And that's what like kept him busy while he was healing, so he could go back to work. That's amazing. Do you know how old your grandpa was at that time? Uh, so let's see. So Edmund is seven. My grandpa passed away, let's see, 2010, and he was 74. So if you want to help with that. So he would be 82 right now. Let's see. If he's 82 right now and I'm 34 and I was about Edmund's age. So he was like, he was in his like late 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. early 50s. Early 50s, yeah, I would say, because I'm, yeah, so I would say, let's see, approximately 25 years ago, so yeah, like 57. That's awesome, that's awesome, hey, I'll definitely be playing video games in my early 50s, but you know, I I didn't have that many, you know, too many adults around who were into video games, it's more like, that's that's a stupid little, that's the shit the kids do, you know, go to the Mm -hmm. arcades, I remember going to the arcade, you know, everyone would fight over Street Fighter and all the fighting games. And then when the Super Nintendo came out, and uh, or it may have already been out, but th- but then they had there was a KB Toy Stores, which is like five store stores down from in the mall. This big arcade where everyone wanted to play Street Fighter. Then KB Toy Stores in the mall had a had a kiosk with Street Fighter. With with the Ninten- with the Super Nintendo and Street Fighter, so we can just go over there and play for free instead of playing the Your arcade. Your KB Toy Stores had video game set. Yeah, it had it had a little setup with like it have a couple games on it. It usually was whatever the hottest game was at the time, and at the yeah. time it was Street Fighter. So we just play for free there. It was like getting free arcade games. It was awesome. That that's what we did at uh, Toys R Us. You could do that at Toys R Us, but mm-hmm. our KB Toy Store, I don't remember having it like that. It was pretty small. I mean. 
it, I mean, I guess it wasn't small, but it wasn't that big. But our toys, our Toys R Us always had it where you could play the games, and that was so cool. Yeah, and they then used to have it like Walmart had it, used to have them like that. Like Walmart mm-hmm. and Target would have the ones where the, where the console was down low, but the little TV was way up high, where you kind of mm-hmm. looked up at it. And um, Sears used to have it. Sears had a video game section oh, and a kiosk. Yep. Remember that? Yep, I do. Yeah. It's like mom, you know, my mama going like, oh, I'm off to go look at clothes. Like, we're off to look at video games. Bye. Right. Come so back in an hour. <laughs> that's what's so funny. So when we were kids, it was no big deal to be like, hey, mom, I'm going to go over on this side of the store. All right, honey, just, you know, check with me in a few minutes. I'm going to go, you know, or, or she or her mom would be like, hey, Christy, Nikki, go, go get this item for me like five aisles down. But then now I'm like, don't you run off. No, yeah, no, you right. can't go down into another aisle. I need to be able to watch you because, you know, the last thing I want is someone to be like, why aren't you watching your kid? You know, like, or I don't want someone to steal you or, well, with my kids, I don't want you to climb the, the aisles or the climb anything, the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I remember climbing inside the clothes racks. There's like, there's the metal barn you can hide in there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it was way more lax back then. Like, we kind of run amok as kids. You know, we go do whatever we kind of wanted to. But we, I was also kind of a good kid. I didn't get in a bunch of trouble when I was younger. I wasn't causing ruckus or starting shit. So, right. you know, I didn't really have a reason. My mom never really grounded me. I never really had a reason to. I was kind of, a, I want to say I was kind of a good kid. I was just too scared to be bad. I don't know why. That's sort of the same, kind of the same thing that I did. Like, I was too scared to get in trouble. And so I didn't get into trouble very much. I did get grounded. Um, I dropped a tarantula in a pet store. My my friends were with me. Oh, and, did it kill and, it? N- no, no. And they got it and everything was fine. But my mom said, don't touch anything. But I was like, oh, look, it's a tarantula. Which is funny because I, <laughs> I hate spiders. I'm terrified of spiders. But I picked up the tarantula cage by the handle. Well, it wasn't – the lid wasn't on their salad. And oh, so when I picked it up – those little plastic ones, right? The little, little yep. door on the top. Yep. Yep. Totally. And so I got grounded. But then she ungrounded me because then she felt bad. So she you thought picked she was it too up hard and the whole, the whole bottom plastic piece fell out, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I thought you were holding – because I know if you hold a tarantula in your hand – and it falls out of your hand, like on the cement. They're so soft, they'll die. They'll, sp- they'll splat. Ew. No. I don't want to ever touch it. I had a tarantula once. And I, I was I was ready to, like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to pick this fucker up. Look at him. Put my hand in the cage. Like, you put your hand out like this. You want to kind of put your hand out so he'll crawl up your hand. You know, you, they're supposed to be cool. Like, you know, that's what the pet guy at the pet store told me to do. He said, be careful. Don't drop it. They'll splat. And when I put my hand in there, it raised up on his back legs and it went... And like I never like I don't think I ever fed it again. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so scary. Yeah, yeah no, it was scary. It uh, made uh, a hissing like it sounded like a cat. Like, <gasps> yeah, it was crazy. You're, oh my god, I just mm-mm. so when when I was little, I watched Arachnophobia, and that was it. Oh, I love that movie. Mm, nope. <laughs> John Goodman. Oh, it's such a good fucking movie. I love it. Yeah, those I'm little so smart ass spiders. You know, it's all sci-fi. They're super smart. I I don't remember who was in it. I didn't even re- realize that was John Goodman. All I know is that I was absolutely terrified and like traumatized. I was six and I had spiders already. So then, you know, yeah. When did mm-hmm. that come out? 
I'm four years older than you, so was I ten? Arachnophobia. Google. Here's the definition of arachnophobia. No, I'm talking about the it's movie. Uh, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Yeah, with 1990. Yeah, I was 10. Yeah. Yeah, see, look, I have a good memory. I saw that in the theater. Yeah, look, Jeff Daniels, John Goodman, um, Julian Sands. Oh, it's so, oh, I, oh, I, loved, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Uh, I thought was, we saw it in the... We saw in the movie theater. You know what I remember? Like back in the day, I remember being late for a lot of movies. So I remember walking into that, and it's already started. And you're like trying to sit down, and you've already missed like a a chunk of it, right? But but back then, I think you're like, oh, it's cool. I'll just rent it when it comes out. Like like nowadays, I watch movies once. Like I'm done. I'm this is gonna be my experience with the movie. I'll rarely ever go back and watch it. So I but- I have to be at the theater. Like I have to be there 15 minutes early. Either like like. At the least, I need 15 minutes to, like, relax, make sure I'm there before the trailers go up and all that. Yeah, but when we were growing up, if you're going to wait to rent, I mean, you had to wait. Yeah, like I year. mean, we're not talking <laughs> about, like, oh, it'll come out on, on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever is out there right now. But, uh, like, oh, I'll just wait, you know, until, till, you know, a couple months. No, we're talking, like, a year. Yeah, I was just talking to Ro about this over this last weekend in the last episode. And going to Blockbuster, and they would like, like when Jurassic Park was going to come out, they'd have posters for it like months in advance, and you'd be like, "Reserve your copy today." And then you wait until <laughs> you 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 wait until the night of release, like that Friday morning, or you know, if you didn't get there Friday morning, you're you're fucked for the whole weekend because someone's going to rent it. It's going to be out, right? So you go, but and then be, no boxes. You're just like freaking out. You look by the register, like I want to rent Jurassic Park. You know, everybody wanted to rent it. But it was so different because it was the actual boxes with the plastic box in the back. At least that's how it was at Video Outlet because Blockbuster wasn't on my side of town. So we or it wasn't anywhere close to me, at least. And we had a video outlet. And then eventually we got a Hollywood video. But there was a box. You had like the actual box with the picture. And mm-hmm. then behind it was the clear plastic box. They had the tape in it. So you're like, oh, I thought. No. Someone put the wrong plastic oh, box behind yeah, it. Know. You know, like that, like you know, that whole people, like. <gasps> people do that shit on purpose. You know it. You know it. They stuck back. They stuck some like stupid shit back there. Land before time. You're like, God damn it! I wanted Terminator Two. <laughs> so you know, I was thinking about this when I was listening to your episode with Ro about just about the video store experience, right? Uh huh. So. You know, you go through and they have the new releases and that's the part of the, the store that I focus the most on is, you know, walk, walk down the new release and then walk again and walk again. But, you know, when uh, it was like the, the Leprechaun movie was a new release, that box scared the crap out of me yeah, yeah. and then Hellraiser. And then, they, I mean, I'm talking when I was a little kid, these video boxes were scary. Super I mean, scary. Super, super scary. But then, like, the weirdest random thing scared me. Like, I remember there was a weird, weird owl uh, box where his head was, like, floating. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't watch that. That's really scary. Why is that out there? Yeah. So um, it, it was always an experience. I'd, like, kind of, like oh, I'm just walking and I'm browsing, looking at these videos and scary box. And you're like, run, <laughs> really super fast. And then it's like, okay, <sighs> okay. And then, then too, like they, they stayed on the shelves longer in the new releases category. 
they were there for quite a long time. So you're like, oh, crap. I'm to the S's where, you know, this scary, scary movie is. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to look this cover up so I could see because I, I have this very, very faint memory, but I can't find anything. I look for images. Yeah, I remember that. You'd see some covers. Some covers as as a kid would fuck you up for days. Like you just remember it. Like there were some of those old. There, I don't know. There were so mysterious those old horror movies. So you'd see something like maybe a shadow and a person creeping through a door or something. And you're like, oh, you know, your imagination goes wild. Well, right, because I wasn't allowed to watch those movies either. So like, all I had is some weird random title and some super scary picture. And you're like, oh, and like Candyman. I'm like, but. I thought that was supposed to be a good thing. And it was like, no, you know, like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, it was. But then there was the comedic ones like, uh, what was it? Murder becomes her or no death becomes her or something where yeah. the, she had like a circle burned out of her stomach and the candelabra. And like that was always humorous. Like that never bothered me. I was like, oh, I remember watching that as a kid and being like, haha, I couldn't tell you anything about it now. So yeah, I, remember all, I remember all those movies. Yeah, it was. Those like horror comedies. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to remember if that. Was, I I remember watching that. One was pretty good. I can't remember it, but I remember it being good. So maybe it wasn't good. Damn. <laughs> Damn, my memory. My memory deceives me. But did you go to the video store and like get the same video like over and over and over and over again? Because there were some movies that I that I did that with. Like, oh, well, I I took it back. Nope, I'm gonna get it again. Oh, can we get this again? I don't I always wanted to watch something new. You know, I if we bought a movie I'd re, read I'd watch it multiple times. But I don't know, I always wanted to like there was always I have I've, I've always had this big interest in a lot of shit, right? So there's all these movies and I'm like I want to watch all of these. So if I keep watching this one over and over and over and over, I can't get to this one, this one, or this one, or this one. So I just I tried to watch them. Luckily, I had a, an aunt and her mm-hmm. son, my cousin, and their whole and and my other cousin Ginger, they were really into horror movies. So they had a they had a big collection of horror movies. So we can just go over there, borrow all the Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, watch those, bring them back. Borrow all the uh, Friday the Thirteenth, you know, watch those, bring them back. And then we kind of do like that. We do marathons of collections all the time as kids. It was fun. And I didn't see a single one of those movies until I was eighteen years old. Really, that's the way Alyssa is. She was like. In her twenties, I think, she, before she watched horror movies and stuff like that, she's told me. So I watched, I watched some horror movies, right? But like, not the ones everybody talks about. Like, I didn't see Freddy, the first Freddy Krueger, until I was eighteen, and I sort of binge watched them. Like, oh my gosh, this was super scary! And I was in the basement by myself because my ex, uh, my ex husband, but my husband at the time was working third shift, and so like, here's my bed, and here's the furnace, and here's my TV, and it's just me in the basement, <laughs> in the dark, all by myself, and I'm watching these movies, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? So then I would stay up and I'd be like up till five o'clock in the morning because I didn't want to sleep in the dark, so I'd just wait till I got home. And then I'd go to bed. And so I was like, okay, watch these horrible, horrible, scary movies. And then I'm like, okay. I mean, I think it's a, a few times I probably put on like something like a Disney movie or something just so I could like get it out of my head, get it out of my head, get it out of my head. <laughs> a little palate cleanser, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then um, let's see. I was 17 when I watched the, what was that, Halloween? No. The... I don't know, which is the one where he, like, comes out of the lake and kills everybody at camp? That's Friday the 13th, yeah. 
Yeah, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. So so that that's the I was seventeen when I saw that. So there was a, the Nightmare on Elm Streets is the one I watched in the dark. And then the Friday the thirteenth was the the one at camp. And I was like, everyone has talked about this movie so much. I'm like, what's so scary about like that one didn't scare me at all. I was like, really? No, slasher films have never been scary to me. They're more like, let's see how interesting they can make the kills. For Nightmare on Elm Street, that's that's more scary because you're thinking of this guy who's who's killing people. You know, you don't fall asleep. You know, they're drinking hella coffee. Like, don't fall asleep. And then you nod right. out and you're in his world once you fall asleep. And that shit's scary. But a guy wearing a hockey mask. Look, I like Friday the 13th. But for me, those slasher films are more like, oh, let's see how he kills this next person. Oh, he ri- you know, he broke his neck and ripped his, ripped his eyeballs out. Like, that's fucking cool. And I don't like those movies at all. Like, at all so like uh what the texas chainsaw massacre i watched that movie and i was like "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh uh-uh nope nope that that i mean i think i had my eyes closed more during that movie than i had them open that because those movies are really cool visually they have a real cool aesthetic to it like it looks really Mm -mm. neat because it gets stuck in your head and so you're seeing all this really gross stuff i'm like no i think i'm gonna just keep my eyes closed because i don't want that in my head like i don't want those pictures i don't want those pictures (laughs) but but i'll do the scary movies like you know when we were kids there was like uh uh, when we were high school the haunting came out and then there was like the the house on haunted hill um i remember going back and watching like the original psycho and and those movies were pretty cool you know like they they made you jump and and it's like creepy like but they weren't super super scary but yeah i don't know hmm yeah i it, i like a lot of a lot of horror movies slasher films are fun but i, don't, I never think they're good i just think they're kind of fun i'm getting uh so my goal is to eventually someday get caught up with all the rest of you guys with all these games and all these movies and everything. But so <laughs> <laughs> um, we started watching uh, the Conjuring series this year. Like and so far I've seen Conjuring and I saw Annabelle and the Annabelle creation. Mm-hmm. And oh, and the nun. So I think we're only we have only have one movie left, I think, to go. And that's the Conjuring part two. Right. Conjuring if two, I remember, I think it's probably the best. Out of all of those, um, I haven't seen the nun. The nun, you can just skip it. Yeah, I heard it's kind of shitty, but I feel like I have to. Being a completionist, I have to at least like get it red box it or something. You know, even if I know I started it, and I'm like, eh, turn it off. But at least I know I did it. Wait till it's streaming on something, or yeah, red box it or yeah. whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Don't buy it because it was really not that good, and I was really disappointed because I'm like, there's so much you could have done with this. And this is what you gave us. Yeah. But that was like a cash grab. It kind of looked like it. But so um, The Conjuring. Oh, my God. I loved that movie. Creeped yeah. me out so bad. But I loved it. Um, Annabelle creation. So I didn't realize Alicia put them more in order of timeline for the two Annabelle. So we watched Annabelle creation. And then we watched Annabelle. And Annabelle was it was all right. It was. But pretty, Annabelle, creation Annabelle was the first one was pretty weak. Better. Yeah, second one's really cool. I love how it, it like it like connects directly. Like you know that last scene is like the first scene. Oh, you know the 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 first scene of a uh, Annabelle creation is like the actual actual like last scene of the first Annabelle. I thought that was really neat. Right. It was it was really good. Um, what I really liked about it is it made sense. So I guess 
maybe I would have liked the first one had I not known like the backstory and how the the second one ended and and everything. Um, but I just felt like for the first one, they were reaching. They were reaching to try and create the story, but couldn't really quite nail it down. So you're like, well, why is this doll evil? Like there was no real why. And the, oh, this doll just keeps killing. And there's no reason why. And why is this doll so powerful? You know, none of that was in there. So so it was kind of like, it, it, it was weak. And you're like, oh, okay, so... So why did this and why did that? And then the one woman who you think is like evil, she actually is a really nice person. But I don't know. I just felt like they didn't land any any particular character story arc and and they didn't really tie it back very well. So when they did Annabelle creation, I mean, that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really that, well that done. Good. I saw it in the theater. I thought it was really good. And it visually, it was another really visually like a pleasing movie to look at. Like just the, the colors they use in those, that movie was really cool. Annabelle, the first one, I mean, I honestly, I could, I just forget what it was. <laughs> I, there's nothing memorable from that movie for me. I can think and of. since I just watched it last week, it's sticking out of my mind, right? Yeah. So so I remember it, but give me a, a year or whatever, <laughs> and I, I'll be like, uh, I mean, I, I don't really remember, but I'll remember Annabelle Creation. Yeah, because very cool. There's some like huge, like big moments, like the first time you even see like the, the girl or the doll move or or, you know, the whole girl with the, the wheelchair, like as soon as you saw the wheelchair, you, as soon as you saw that she she uh, was was uh, like partially paralyzed or whatever, you're like, oh, no, stuff's going to go down. Yeah. And she's not going to get away fast enough. It's going to suck. Right. Right. Yeah. So it, like you're like, oh, this is sad. But oh, my gosh, this is going to be oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like the second one a lot. First one, yeah, I watched the first one right before the second one came out, so I just binge. I just watched it real quick, and then I went to go see. Within a couple of days, I think I went to go see the, the second one in the theater. And yeah, I really liked that second movie a lot. It was pretty good. Awesome. Contrary so yeah, two we is have fucking great. Like, okay, I've, I've had I have not had that good fun of a theater experience. In a long since like Jurassic Park, right? There was people like it. People were the the audience when I went and see it, everyone was into it, like oh, you know, like there was like this. Everyone would gasp at the same time, and there was these girls that were like ah, like and I was I was cracking up. I was having so much fun. It was so fun like to watch that in the theater. I had a fucking blast. I love it's it. That's awesome. So I think that's why when I go back to when I think about what was my favorite mo- mo- uh, scary movie when I was in high school, it was The Haunting because I went with my best friend Amy and my best friend Teresa and I sat right in the middle of them and I, I was like, oh, it's not going to be that scary because I don't get scared. But I didn't I didn't get scared, but the audience was scared, right? So like I had, uh, you know, both girls on both sides of me. And so if they jumped, I mean, then it made you jump, right? Yeah. And then like, <gasps> And they and then they screamed and then I screamed and it was just like this whole like trickle effect that that that's what made it like a really cool experience. I don't remember this one. I see Catherine Zeta Jones and Owen Wilson. I don't know if I ever saw that this movie. So, so the girl from The Conjuring is Eleanor in this movie. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, which which girl from The Conjuring? Uh, the mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Lily Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. She's you should awesome. watch it. I liked her. In, wasn't she in Hemlock Grove? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what that movie is. Oh, it's a it's a Netflix show. It's really cool. Oh. It's like uh, uh, werewolves and shit. It was pretty cool. Then it fell apart. It's one of those really good shows, and then it just falls apart. Like they give up. They put fucking like it's like they gave up. The third season was so I couldn't even watch it all. Oh no! I hate when they do that. I hate it. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. So Stephen King himself is really enticing to me. Like I really love his books. And I know uh, if, if he hears Zach on on Smirk, he'll he'll rag on him. It's hilarious. Um, but oh, Zach doesn't like anything. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the I so I like Stephen King's movies, but don't hate me. Okay. Because the one movie that I cannot stand Uh-oh. is The Shining. Uh, I've never actually seen it. Okay, don't. Go read the book instead. It never really appealed to me. So the book is really, really good. And if you're not a big reader, then listen to the audiobook. But Wait, don't. The, Sh- the Shining was the one where they did a section of the, it in uh, they're Ready like, Player One, here's, right? Here's Johnny. Yeah, here's Johnny. Yeah. So I've seen that, that scene a bunch, you know, through clips and shit. They meme it and gif it and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. So... But no, the the movie was such a disappointment. So what happened is I was reading this book when Alicia was a newborn. And, um, you know, I was still nursing her and everything. And and I wasn't working at the time. And so, you know, it's like a a good size paperback, like 500 pages or something like that. So I read it and I was like, okay, so now I'm going to watch this movie that everybody's talked about. And they've made it to be like this really awesome movie. And you absolutely have to watch it. And I watched it, and I was like, that's it? <laughs> yeah, it probably was way different when you watched it when it first came out. So, I mean, people are still now, like, rave about, like, how great it is. And, and the kids have watched it. The older two have watched it, and they really liked it. I'm like, but no, read the book, guys. So that they read uh, – I don't know if they finished it, but they were reading it. But I think because I had made all this stuff up in my head – of how I imagined what the hotel looked like and what, you know, how he reacted and like this entire, like I had gotten emotionally connected to this guy in the book. And then I saw like how they portrayed it. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> so yeah. Connect that way. huh? See, I, I, I can't, I can't say I understand that. Cause I, I've never really sat down and read a book. Just, I can't concentrate on reading much. I mean, I've, You've probably heard me say this a bunch. So I've never really yep. had that experience. Oh, I, but I have listened to an audiobook, Ready Player One. I listened to it beginning to end. And as awesome. I listened to it, it was pretty awesome. And there was times where I was like, oh, I wish I was just watching the movie. I wouldn't have to listen to all. Like, there was, there was like <laughs> chapters where I was like, you could have thrown that whole chapter out. Like, I was not interested, but I was listening. <laughs> And a movie I could have got you like I like vi- I like visuals and I like sound and all that stuff, but it was cool. Like mm-hmm. when you when you, when they had the relationship between um, Wade and the chick, whatever her name is. Anyways, that's that relationship is more drawn out and there's more detail in that relationship. So I felt like I connected with that relationship more than I did in the movie. Okay, so I've only seen the movie. 
Okay. But Scott had told me, so when Scott was Dominic's teacher, so Scott was my second child's fourth grade teacher. Is that how you met Scott? Yeah, yeah. That's how I met him. And he was like, there's this book that I really think Dominic would like. But there's, a, you know, a couple things that I, I just want to make sure that you're okay, that I, I suggest this before um, before I tell him that he should get it. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, tell me about it. That So that's, I think, that might have been our first, like, conversation about stuff. Like, it was still, like, about Dominic, but it was, like, more of a, oh, hey, this guy's kind of cool. He's recommending this, <laughs> like, really cool book to my kid to read, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And so we made sure he got it for Christmas and and Dominic loved the book and everything. And Dominic was like, oh, this book was so good. And I, I still need to, to read it. Um, but then he, uh, Scott, arranged a, a movie movie outing for like him and the students and the families for when Ready Player One came out in the theaters. So, like, we went all and we all watched it. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Scott, like, overdoes it. Why does Scott have to be the cool guy? You know, like, he's got something. He's, like, the best teacher ever. If I would have had a teacher like that when I was in fourth grade, it would have been a completely different experience. Yeah, a guy comes dressed up. Like, doesn't he dress like Luigi, right? Oh, he dressed, uh, yeah, he dressed like Luigi for the the school (laughs) dance, and then he dressed... (laughs) Like Luigi for the the dance uh, that they DJed for for Gigi's Playhouse with uh, the the kids with um was it Down syndrome? So so Dominic is Scott's DJ assistant. So my son actually goes and DJs with him. Oh really? I didn't know that. I Isn't talk, that cool? I talk to Scott almost every day. You know we yeah we, we have our little thing going on Facebook and we we chat like pre- pretty regularly. Um. Yes, I met Scott through another podcast, um, Married to the Games. Right, we were in, we were on their forums, like collecting gamer tags, and then he added me, blah blah blah. And one day, while I was playing Borderlands, the pre sequel, and he's like, "Hey, you want to play video games?" I'm like, "Sure." Then we started talking about podcasts, and we've been, I've been friends with Scott ever since. It's been like, oh, that's really cool. Couple like handful of years, which is it's as uh, it's weird how things just work out. <laughs> yeah. So. So Dominic had Miss Eracusa, who was across the hall from Scott's classroom for third grade. And that was his first year at that school. And and we're like, there's his his locker. And we're like, oh, my gosh, Dominic, Dominic, look, there's video game stuff in the window in the classroom across <laughs> the hall. That's so cool. Do you, who's that teacher? He's like, I don't know. Like, he didn't know him yet, Some right? Because he had just dark. started. Something <laughs> dark. There's a dark and over there. He just... was like, he came he came home from school. He was like, Mom, 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 they have Zelda stuff in the classroom. And I was like, you got to be kidding. That's like the coolest teacher ever, right? Like, it's like <laughs> totally nerding out. It's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. That's so cool. And so then when we found out that that was going to be Dom's teacher, I was like, oh, you got the cool video game teacher as your teacher for oh, work, right? Nice. Like, it was really cool. So, and then they really hit it off. And I think, um, so he he really needed, like, a, a male role model at the time. And, like, he really, like, they just clicked. And they, they stayed in touch. So even when Dominic went to the next school, they, they kept in touch. And then um, Dom started DJing with him. 
and it's it's been really cool. Yeah, how old is he? Twelve. Twelve, and he's helping Scott. You probably he's probably better than Scott. Scott sucks at a lot of things. He might be a cool <laughs> dude, but Scott, I'm calling you out, bro. I'm calling you. Out. Look at we look at Christina challenged me to the which we'll have to do one day. But you challenged me to the the candy corn pizza that. That stupid picture has been going, and everyone knows I eat weird shit. So, you know, like Christina's like, hey, you know, challenge me to that. So I was like, hey, Scott, let's do it. Alyssa, let's do it. I, Alyssa, I think, was down. Scott's like, I don't even know if I want to do that. I'm like, that's the challenge part, Scott. Scott, that's a challenge. Well, so, so I was talking about it at work, and they were like, uh, oh my God, that's kind of gross. And then, but then we started talking about it. I was like, oh, well, it could be this dough that's like cinnamon sugar dough with the mm, candy corn on top with, with, you know, Reese's on it. And so then it actually tastes really good. I'm just saying, we could make it good. And you don't like candy corn, so it's still a challenge. Uh, yeah, it's that's the. Uh, but I have And then you candy- can add your peanuts. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say that because my, I, I've always disliked candy corn, but they're always there, and I'll take a couple and I go, yeah. I just a reminder, I don't like them. But my, <laughs> my mom saw me she had peanuts in there. It was surprisingly good. It just changed the whole dynamic of that flavor. But I wanted like a regular pepperoni pizza, cheese marinara sauce, you know, uh, all that stuff. A regular pizza with, with just with candy, you know, candy corns on it, melted. It's gonna taste like <laughs> shit. That's the challenge part. Like this is disgusting. I would have probably made like a smaller one because I, I don't know if you want to waste the whole twelve inch like microwavable pizza or an oven pizza. But that was the challenge part. Scott didn't want no part of it. So no, he was like, I I'm not down for this. <laughs> it was uh, great. I don't I don't think Scott's been on the podcast for a minute. Let's look here. When was the last time he was on? The, what episode uh, one one thirty six? He was on your episode with um, the girl from Life is Strange. Yeah, with Wasn't Hannah Tell. Hannah Tell. That was a long time ago, though. So the last. So that was he, the first he... episode I heard of yours. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I love Hannah Tell. She is such a sweetheart. Honestly, she really is. I could tell from your from your show. So so Scott was like, "Hey, <laughs> my friend's gonna have her on the show." I was like, "Oh." No way, because I had just like played Life is Strange. Oh, so good. That game is so good. And I was so giddy. I was like, oh my god, 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 oh my god. And he was like, yeah. So so that's when I listened to it. And I messaged you after I was like, oh, I just listened to your show. Yeah, yeah. Like totally fangirling it. So that's I'm a awesome. nerd. Yeah, I did another one with her a long time ago. We get we did a Life is Strange improv scene. It was it was so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I missed like she did her special powers, and I had the re- actually went on YouTube and pulled that that rewind like that sound, and I put that in there, and oh, it's so fun. They, not a lot of people can say that. Like a lot, a lot of fans of games can say, yeah, I, I did an improv scene based on the game with the actual actors. That's what I wanted. Like I just want those stories to have forever. Like it right. just seems awesome. I think that's cool. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> you gotta, <clears throat> Hannah Tell, she's awesome. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Scott. Last one Scott was on was uh, one thirty six. That was 10, 11 episodes That's ago. A, a Yoku's Island review. Oh wait, no wait. We did something else. We did the um, Gardens Between. Scott was on. Oh, was that's right. Yeah. Yep, Gardens Between. That was not long ago. I'm tripping. We did the the music video for for Yoku's Island in August. Oh, did they ever put that out? I don't know. I never saw anything after we sent it to them. Yeah, because they were—they all wanted it. Those guys were cool. And then, um, 
And then it kind of went dark. Yeah, maybe it didn't happen. Because I remember watching the video like, oh, Scott went – like, it was cool. He's like, so you want to be part of this? I'm like, no, dude. I can't – I can't you, – <laughs> you went all out for this. I don't want to be any part of my own video. I'm going to try to clip into that. Not going to work. You <laughs> went all out. Scott, Scott is a, Scott's down for those kind of challenges, right? Like, right. he wants to be part of it, you know? And, the, and like, the, the, the music for um, Yoku's Island is so – like, yo, up. Bop, bop, it's just totally Disney. It's totally like Lions King, like in the jungle, the money, you know. So okay, I got home tonight from from Dominic's uh, band concert. My mom and I took him out to dinner. My mom paid. Uh, we went to get some Mexican food. It's like her favorite place. And we get home, and I walk in the house, and and I'm like, okay, wait, where's Edmund? So Edmund wasn't in the living room where he normally is, and so I went, and he was in Alicia's room, and then all of a sudden. It was like, in the jungle, the mighty jungle. <laughs> and Alicia's singing and Edmund's singing. We're all dancing. We're all singing. It was like, dropped everything. There was no hi, mom. There was no anything. It was just all, all that singing and dancing. And then the song was over and they're like, okay, now we had a conversation. <laughs> that's amazing. See, that's the kind of shit I miss. The, I don't have kids. And when I think about shit like that, it goes, ah, I'll go, I'm going to go out and make a kid right now. <laughs> like that, well, that sounds so awesome. Like, you know, I... My, my mom's a cool lady, but we never had that connection. Like we, she was always doing her stuff. We were doing our stuff. And it was never like it was very. It was almost like we were like solo kids, really. I mean, my mom was there to take care of us. She always take care of us. She's a very nice lady, but we didn't have any connection to like movies or songs or music or dancing. And and like, oh, I kind of wish I did. Aw, well, so. We were on this like total high when we got home too. So it was like this super, super high because right before we got out of the car, we we were driving back from the Mexican restaurant back to the van because it didn't make sense to take two cars to the restaurant. And so I, I was telling Dominic about, um, about my grandpa and I was like, oh, you know, oh, so Dominic or no, Edmund yesterday was like, Alicia, you're being too loud. I, I'm going to kick your ass. Okay, that was the seven-year-old to the fifteen-year-old. It was hilarious. <laughs> and so I told my friend, uh, my friend Chase, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so dead." And and then he was like, "That's not what I said. I said, oh my god, if you don't be quiet, mom's gonna kick your ass.'" And so then I I told my mom, and she was cracking up. And then <laughs> Dominic was saying something. He goes, "I'm gonna hurt you, mom." And she goes, "Did you just tell Dominic that you're gonna hurt you?" Or that you're gonna hurt your mom, and he was like, "Yeah," and he was like being silly, and and, and then my mom, when I was like little, she'd be like, "All right, go clean your room," like I'm gonna go get the whip, like pretending you know, and as a kid, and I was like, "Well, I mean, you used to tell me, mom, that you were gonna whip me," and then Dominic was like what and then we were talking about my grandpa and i was like and then i had to run away from the shaving cream monster because my my grandpa would have the shaving cream because he was about to shave and he was like the shaving cream monster's gonna get you oh, and nice. and so he was totally like you know laughing and then and and then i was talking and we were kind of quoting some of my grandma's conversations with my grandpa and my mom was dying laughing and i was like kind of telling dominic about like different memories that my mom and i had and and i was like yeah and then grandma because uh, I took the kids to go see Bohemian Rhapsody this week. Yeah, I saw it. In, in IMAX, and we had so much movie. fun. Oh, you saw an IMAX? That would have been Yeah, fun. and the kids have been singing and dancing and, and, and like all out, you know, queen style all week. And I was like, you know, when I was Patrick's age, Grandma used to play it on the piano, and we used to jam out to it. 
And so I knew the, the lyrics to that song, like, way back, way back when I was Patrick's age. And he was like, no way. So so I hooked my phone up to my mom's car and we put Bohemian Rhapsody on. And and we we were parked in the in the school parking lot by this point. And I was like, all right, we can't get out of the car. And we were like, my mom's singing and I'm singing and Dominic's singing. And like, I'm headbanging, you know, and my hair's all going all over the place. And it was like, so that was great. So then when we got home and then it was another one that I used to sing with my mom in the jungle, it was like, it was just like one of those moments like, oh, this epic song. And now this epic song is really fun. That sounds like. What, that sounds like a, an amazing day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really even know too much about Queen. Some of the songs I didn't even know were Queen songs when I saw the movie, but the trailer really turned me on. The trailer made it look really good, and I, that movie was fucking great. Like I, I, when I walked out of that movie, I was like, I am now a Queen fan, like f- for real. Like that was such a good movie. And R- Rami Malek, is that how you say his name? He's such a think- weird looking dude, but he does that like he like you watch him, Mr. Robot. He's just a weird looking dude. <laughs> and he looks like he's a weird looking dude in this movie in a different way with the teeth and all that. And it just mm-hmm. it works. It's just he's he's fucking phenomenal. So all right. I I knew the songs because I heard them growing up. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that most of them were Queen songs, but I didn't know like the story behind it and people were like but it's freddie mercury and i'm like i'm sitting here crying at the end of the movie because i didn't i didn't know he had aids i mean i didn't know that i didn't i didn't know anything about him and so my daughter's like what but it's freddie mercury like how did you not know and i'm like i liked songs you know, know and they were fun and they were cool but i had no idea i didn't know anything about him because i've not ever been one of those people like oh i need to look up this singer i need to look up this band or i need to look up everything about this this actor's life i'm like that's their that's their business i appreciate their art hey they're a pretty good actor or you know so when people are like oh you know when this happened or that happened or did you know that i'm like mm, nope what <laughs> I didn't know. Usually, I didn't know who Freddie Mercury was. And back back when we were younger, you'd have to go out and buy magazines to learn that information. Right, and I didn't buy magazines. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I didn't read magazines. I didn't buy magazines. So I didn't read a magazine until like I was in middle school, and I got that young, young and modern, you know, like total like teeny bopper magazine when I was a kid. But I mean, that just wasn't my thing. It wasn't like it was all over. I mean, you had to kind of go out and learn it like seek it out it wasn't yeah, just yeah. like readily accessible like it is now where yeah, at least he's like oh can't miss on it. my phone looking it up you know um so i mean it was really cool to see the story about this guy and it was like wow he was a musical genius like i didn't realize that they were so like you know breaking the mold and innovative uh kind of music artists i'm like oh i just thought they had like some really catchy songs that everybody knew you know yeah, i didn't experimenting in in the recording studio and that that's really cool that's what made me like, like these guys are artists this, these are actual like artists that's that's really cool see i mean i'm so bad i didn't even know bohemian rhapsodies the song was sung by queen until i saw the trailer i had no idea i knew that because you know, again, my mom played it on the piano and my mom played that on the piano because we had this big, huge music book that was like the, the greatest hits of the 70s or something like that. And so we she played it on the piano and I learned and I sang with her and that I learned how to play them on the piano. And that's what we did, you know, like growing up. And 
she'd play and I'd play and she sing and I sing and and it, it was all you know cool. That's that was my mom and I thing. Do you do when music anymore? Up. Any kind of music, piano, anything? Well, I don't get to play very much anymore. The piano. Um, so I played the piano and the guitar and the flute, and then I did uh, sing. Um, then every so often, um, I'll get a chance and I'll sing again. Um, I do. I've done the single singers, which is a, a group of uh, a group of us will learn this music. Uh, acapella arrangements on on our own. So like here I'm in Rockford and then there's some in New York and here's some in, you know, Massachusetts and, you know, all over, all over the place. And we learn this music and then right before we perform, we'll meet on Friday and we'll practice. We'll practice on Saturday morning and then we get out on stage and then we perform and then we're done. And, and like, it's really cool because, and that's why they call it single singers is because we all learn it all on our own. And then we go and, and then we perform after two practices what? and it's at a acapella festival that raises money for Alzheimer's awareness. And so right now we're like voting for the songs that are going to go into the set, um, coming up early next year in New York. What kind of, what kind of songs are they? Um, I mean, let's see. Um, we sang one that was a Prince cover. We did one, um, you know, Smile with Michael Jackson. Uh, we did awesome. one with the white, uh, the, what is it, the plain white tees. Um, I sang that song, uh, what's the name of it, by Linkin Park, the light, the light song about suicide. Uh, breaking something? Mm. No? Um, oh, we gotta look it up. Look it up, Linkin yeah, Park. Yeah, I gotta look it up. <laughs> let's see Linkin Park come on Linkin Park one more light one more light so yeah, that's awesome that sounds like a lot of fun so you, there, there's people learning their own shit from different areas and you guys all get together and then do it yeah yeah so they all come so to we, you or, or they come to we go to New York oh you go to New York and do it Mm-hmm. So you go over to New York and you get to sing with some some random strangers, kind of, and then you just you're that's it. You go you on your way. That seems like an adventure. <laughs> that it sounds is. It's like really so cool. much fun. <laughs> so I did it twice in 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 Chicago, and then uh, this year was the first year I went to New York. They're not doing it in Chicago and DC anymore. Um, but so the first two times though that I did it was in Chicago, and then uh, this year I went to New York. So my goal is to save up enough money to to go again in New York next year. How far are you guys from Chicago? Um, like I'm going to Chicago tomorrow, like downtown, downtown where the medical hospital is, and that's like two hours from my house. Ah, you gonna see Kanye West? Nope, hope not. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people hate on Kanye West. That guy's a genius. He's a genius. Well, I think he's an idiot, but I, I think his music's really creative. I think it's really experimental. That's why I've always, I've always liked him. So, I, I remember mean, he, does, he does weird shit in the public's eye. I mean, everybody knows that. Like, what a weird dude. But he does some cool shit. Like, well, his first albums, when he came out, he just got in that accident and got his face, like, re- reconstructed. And his, his his jaw was still wired shut when he sang that song, Through the Wire. So he's kind of, like, mumbling through his his teeth, you know? It's a really, wow. Yeah, it's a powerful song. It just, it's gone, diff- it's gone a different direction from his beginning to now. But I still like, I still like the dude. No. Oh, I, I mean, I don't really know much about him. I remember 
NPR covered him when he was like a brand new artist. Uh-huh. They they had a segment on him, and I was like, oh, that sounds really cool, but I couldn't tell you much about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. know. I don't. I just know you. You really don't know about him until he's doing something stupid, right? And then it's <clears> all <throat> over Facebook, right? Oh, he's, he's hanging out with President Trump and wearing a uh, make. Oh, America that's great him again and shit. That's you know? that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like all that shit. I I don't care. I like, but that's it's all stupid. But as an artist, I think he's really. Cr- creative like he's done like these workout songs that are fucking cool this song about jesus called jesus walks it's a really good song it's powerful okay yeah very i'll cool. have to i'll have to check it out yeah go just go back to his older shit just forget all the new stuff which i think it's cool but it might be a turnoff if you're not already into it some of those mm-hmm. stuff has got he's he's got he's got a message to speak and deliver back mm-hmm. then yeah like um is his first album the dropout high school dropout i think I mean, I remember some of his earlier music, right? I mean, I couldn't tell you now, yeah, but I, you know what I mean? Weird. But I, I remember, I mean, I remember at one point I was like, yeah, that, I mean, that's cool. I wouldn't turn it off if it was on the radio. And and like I said, that NPR segment was really interesting to me, but I couldn't tell you really anything about him now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's weird. He's a weirdo, but I still dig it. I, I like... <laughs> You know, I think some of some of the most creative people are just fucking out of their mind, right? They got to be mm-hmm. out of their mind to think differently than everybody else. And you get a lot of this music nowadays. It's just it's just a repeat of the shit we've already heard. Like half the new guys, I can't tell their voices apart. I'm just like, oh, is this Big Sean? No, no, that's that's whoever. And like, oh, oh, shit. Well, I didn't know. They all sound like a lot of them sound the same to me. I feel like right. there's more unique voices. Um, back a couple of years like there's 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 a lot of like i mostly listen to hip-hop i'll, I'll be honest but there, there's some mm-hmm. there's some unique voices like kendrick lamar and stuff who who are, are doing still still doing artsy stuff but i feel a lot of it just kind of i don't know people people are less about the art and more about money nowadays which kind of sucks. yeah and that's how it is not just in 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 you know hip-hop but most of the music scene that's how a lot of the movies were for a while. I mean, we were we were talking about this about how great a lot of the movies were this year. Like it's just starting to to. I mean, at least in my opinion, it seems like I actually feel like going to the movies now. Mm-hmm. Where before There's I was like, a lot of movies to see, like really good ones. You're like, I want to see that right now in the theater. I gotta see it in the theater. A Star Is Born. Like you have to see that in the theater. It's so good. And I saw it, and I was like, oh. <gasps> And it was the first movie I saw by myself. Ah, uh, I've been in the movies by myself a lot. I, I kind of like it sometimes. Sometimes, Star Wars. I'll admit, I went with my I went with my cousin, my aunt, and my mom, and I really enjoyed bringing them because you know what? It just it opens up, and they're already at the concert, and it's fucking loud, and you're like, yeah, you feel like experiencing experiencing it with like a crowd of people. So, I experienced it with a jam packed theater <laughs> by myself. And I was like, okay, you don't have to freak out. Everything's okay. There's a lot of people just go, get a seat, sit down. All right, now, movie's over. All right, go, get out. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I was like very like, all right, I, I have a thing to do. This is my task. Go find a seat and sit down and, and enjoy the movie. Okay, the movie's over. Get out. Because, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Get, like total like out in public anxiety by myself. Um but but the experience was great because there's no one. Is mom crying again? 
I, I get that a lot from the kids. Like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Like I was crying during Bohemian Rhapsody and Evan ran over and he was like, mom, are you okay? You okay? And I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm okay. I'm okay. Go sit down. Okay. 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 And so, so the kids are always very concerned, but it, and it's funny That's because they're used sweet. to me. It It is really sweet. Um, but they're used to me crying too, but they're always like, are you okay, mom? It's okay. It's just a movie. I'm like, I know, guys, I know. But it like very like wrapped up into like every moment because I, I I like the movies that pull you in like full immersion. Mm-hmm. So like if it's gonna be a scary movie, I want to be scared out of my mind. If it's if it's a funny movie, I want to be laughing my ass off. If it's a you know one of those like powerful stories, you know or whatever, like, like a star is born or like this Freddie Mercury, you know, especially with those, with the concert scenes, like you felt like you were like right there. Like the only, the only thing that could have been like any better is if you were there in person, you know what I mean? Like if you would have been in that moment, but I mean, that is as close to like real as, as you would get. And, and that's the stuff I like. And I was thinking about this when I was driving today, I was like, those are the movies I like, or those are the shows I like. Those are the books I like. Those are the games I like where you're you're thinking about it afterwards or you're talking about it afterwards or, or you know, like you were all in. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, hey, I wonder what this person's doing. I need to go to the grocery store. Oh, did I do that email? Or, oh, I mean, you know, like I do it's that really I do easy. Yeah, at home I do that a lot and that's when I get sidetracked and I'm on my phone and then I go, oh wait, I've been on my phone for 10 minutes. Up, oh, Is this show even wor- worth it? Is this movie worth watching? In the theater you go and you just kind of zone out. There's nothing to think about. You get to watch, especially when there's music, Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star is mm-hmm. Born, like that kind of stuff. It really draws you in. You just, uh, you, it, it. Also, um, found footage movies do that to me in theaters. Yeah, Searching or uh, Unfriended, you know, those type of found footage oh, movies. You just get oh, sucked in. Unfriended was uh, was that that was the one where, like, you watched, they were all on their on com- Kind of like how you are and I are Skyping, yeah, right? Yeah, That came out this summer, um, Unfriended 2 or whatever. Yeah, Dark, Dark Web, I think. That movie was crazy nuts. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, Scott was like, hey, I'm going to the movie. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, what are you moving you're going to? He's like, I'm going to a friend of two. It's like, oh, okay. I was like, Alicia, you want to go to a movie? And we were just going to walk over to the theater because I was like bored. And, and Patrick was with his dad and the boys were in Texas. And then she was like, yeah, let's go to the movie. I was like, oh, okay. And so we were just going to walk. And he's like, you seriously don't have to walk. I'll just pick you up. It's like, okay. <laughs> Didn't know anything about this movie. Nothing. And I have to tell you, I know that there was like a thread the other day in the in the Hollywood Outsider group about like, oh, studies have shown that people enjoy the movies more when they when when you know like how it's gonna end. I was like, uh, are you stupid? Like to me, like I don't want to know who's in it. I don't want to know what it's about. I don't want to know anything. And if it's certain people, and they're like, you have to watch this movie. Like, all right. Uh yeah, that's good. Have you seen the first one? Nope. The first one's better. Watch it. Really? Yeah, it's a whole different cast. It's but it's the same style. It's all it's all over Skype. Okay. The second one was got a little weird with the the whole like dark dark web and all that sleep, all that weird shit. The first one's. But I think that's what really, really drew me in about it. A, there's a ghost in there, so just it could shit happens. <gasps> it's, it's cool. No way. They they really? Hmm. Yeah, it's so, good. They did a good job with it. 
I think the thing that drew me into the dark web stuff is, I mean, you know, I work with computers and, and, and technology and all that stuff. And you're like, Oh my God, this could really happen. Maybe. Yeah. I was scared. Yeah. You, you, you know, like hacking in passwords and shit. You're like, Oh, <laughs> who's going to look at my camera. Who's going to look at my passwords. Who's going to hack into my bank account. You, you get nervous thinking about that shit. Well, right. And then they virtually made them like disappear. Yeah. They could. Yeah. It's, they know how to do that. Hacking. You can just, yeah, you can do that. It's crazy. Ah, searching like, was a really good one too. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. That's where the, the guy's daughter disappears, and then he starts going. He has her her laptop, so he's looking through her, like f- trying to find out all this stuff, and his daughter's missing. And they did a really good job with that. Okay, I'll have to check that out. I think it just came it's- on VOD. It was in the theaters a couple months ago. I watched it in theater, but I think it's um it's on VOD. Like, can now. you watch it on like Amazon? Uh, it would have to be like a, a paid one, but oh, so okay. I, I think it just hit VOD. It might even be at Redbox. It's really good. It's really good. I don't know about you, but Redbox was my friend and then it wasn't because I think we both have different versions of ADHD. So like, you know, you have like the hyper focus part of the ADHD and that's how I can read through books and, uh-huh. and stuff. When they hook you and you you can't put it down because you're like, oh, God, okay, okay, nothing else exists, no one else exists, and that's that's all it is, or, like, that's all the game, or, you know, whatever. Um, and then, but if something doesn't get your interest, you're like, oh, what is that? Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. you know, like, all over the place. And, and um, shit, what was I talking about? This totally just happened to me. What were you talking about? We were talking about searching in Redbox. Oh, so Redbox. There, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're, get, you're getting so deep into your yeah, in your example. You, we both got lost for a second. The only reason I remember that is because I have it. I have Redbox up right now. I was looking at what did. By the way, November twenty seventh, it comes a Redbox searching. Okay, so okay, so that's the thing though, right? This whole ADHD, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I was doing. I'll get it from Redbox, and like twenty days later, when I get the charge on my debit card, I'm like, uh. Oops, well, I guess I own that now because oh, I forgot to take it back. I've never done that. I get it back as soon as I can. <laughs> I totally, totally forgot. I'm like, oh, I'll bring it back the next day. Oh, man, I forgot it again. I'll bring it back the next day. Oh, man, I forgot uh, it again. Your, your yeah. life is also a lot busier than mine with kids and running around and doing stuff, cooking dinners probably. You know, mine, I have a simple life. It's like I take care of myself and go to work. It's kind of it. Alicia does the cooking now. How old, is, like, how old is she? She's 15. Oh, that's awesome. So one day she was like having a tough day and like was really frustrated because these kids aren't paying attention in biology class and they're driving her crazy. And she's like, I hate biology. This is so stupid. I can't learn anything because they won't be quiet so we can actually pay attention. And the teacher just doesn't do anything about it. And she's like really pissed. And so she was really, really stressed. And she was like, you know, texting me. And was like, oh, this is so dumb. And so I tried to do something nice. So I came home and I made dinner and she goes, I was going to make dinner. <laughs> I was like, but I wanted to do something nice because you make dinner all the time. She goes, but I was looking forward to it. I was like, damn it. So I'm like, now I don't want to make dinner at all because I'm like, it's not going to be a blessing to her because she's going to be like, oh, well. So so now I've learned if I'll ask her, do you want me to make dinner? <laughs> and then she'd be like, no, it's okay. I'll make it. That's or, awesome. Or I'm That's like, awesome. I enjoy yeah. cooking. I think it's kind of my Zen space sometimes. 
I think that's how she food. she takes it too because she kicks everybody out of the kitchen. She closes both of the doors to the kitchen and she's like, "Don't come in here. I'm cooking dinner." I'm like, oh, nice. "Okay." Baking, I, I can't can't get into baking. You just mix some shit, put it in the oven, and wait. Uh, I know I got to be more active in my in my cooking. Baking to me is boring. Do you burn things when you bake because you have to wait? And then, do you forget about it? No. Well, actually, I have a word right here, Miss Echo. So I just say, you know, I, once I put it in there, I go set an alarm for forty minutes or whatever it is. She'll remind me. Do 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 do. Oh, that's cool. So, Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> I I've thought about getting an Alexa or whatever, but with all of the kids and with all the chaos. I don't know how great it would be because there's like an over overabundance of sound. Yeah, I mean you can, you can repeat it a couple times. I mean I've had I've added like you know when I have you have the app on your phone. So if you if you're like in the kitchen and you're running out of, I mean this is this is the kind of shit I like from it. You're in the kitchen, you're running out of soap, and you're like, oh, I'm really low in soap. So for me to go back to the ADD thing, if I were to dr- wash my hands, then dry my hands, then find a pen to write that note down, I would have forgot that. Completely forgot about it, right? I just It's just woof, gone out the window. I've thought of a million things. So I just go, I just say, Alexa, add soap to my shopping list. And she'll do it. I think that's... So now I open the app, now I open the app, and then all my, you know, shopping list items are on there. That's how I add all my items, because I, I, I'll never remember. To get, to get to a pen and write it down will never happen. I Never. think that's really cool. Yeah, stuff like that. And the setting alarms, you know, when you're when you're cooking, you got wet hands, same thing, you know, set an alarm for five minutes or or um you know, I always like to know exactly what the temperature is, you know. I used when I worked nights, I'd ask, you know, mm-hmm. what the temperature was right before work. I know do I wear a thermal or not? Do I wear two thermals or not? I wanna know what the low is, I wanna know like, you know, is it gonna rain? I basic think that's stuff cool. like that. Yeah, basic stuff. Basics, helpful things. I like it for helpful stuff. Oh, so and, now, and now I can control the Xbox with it, and that's more responsive than my Kinect. So I tell her to turn my Xbox on and off, and I'll tell her oh. to turn to record things on my Xbox, and that's more responsive than the Kinect. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I didn't know that did all that. Yeah, Alexa, turn my Xbox on. She knows what's up. See, if I was to yell, Xbox on, Xbox on, Xbox on. Oh, fuck. I, I want to throw a shoe at it. <laughs> I'll get angry. I'll seriously get angry because it never hears it. It always hears Xbox turn off, but it never hears Xbox on. I don't know why. It's and weird. I have all the settings correct and all that before anyone emails me and tells me I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I am an idiot, but. It's yeah. like the house from Eureka. I love it. Oh, yeah, she controls my lights, you know. So I come in. If I say turn on the living room, it turns on both lights and my TV. And oh, my gosh. If I say just turn on the light set, it turns on just the two lights right here. If I say turn on the entertainment set, it'll turn on my TV and that light. Like, it's all set up like that. I, I love it. And I go to my That's- grandma's house. Like, today I was with her. We went to go dinner, and we got back. It was a little dark. And I walk in, and I'm just like, ah. A word, turn on the light. That's what I want to say, but now I got to find the light switch. All right, it's right right here. Like this manual light switch shit's crap. That's hilarious. I need it from a bathroom. Turn off the light set. (gasps) 
Oh, it's super dark now. Now I'm in the dark. Alexa, turn on the light. Okay. <gasps> Why it's you turn so the backlight? Because cool. Alexa, turn on the backlight. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That, that kind of shit. Well, you have to buy the little plug or the smart Wi-Fi bulbs, which costs a little more. But it makes it worth it. That to me is – but okay, okay. That is great and all. But every once in a while, I have – I have a power strip over there that has a few things connected to it. You can label each plug what you want on your app, but sometimes it won't connect to the internet. So you might come in and say, turn on the lights, and it just goes, oh, your device is not connected. And you're like, I got to get down there, sit on the ground, unplug it, I'll make sure it's connected, get off the app. That's happened like three or four times, and I've, I just, it takes me 30 minutes to get into my house because I can't turn the light on. So. <laughs> That's the epitome of first world problems. <laughs> I know. This guy, look at this guy complaining he can't turn his lights on with his fucking voice. Ah, I love it. Christina, this has been fun. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm glad uh, we connected and got to do some some podcasting. Yeah. yeah, we should do this again. Let's let's send a Scott a, a nasty screw you, Scott. You want to do our candy corn pizza challenge? <laughs> you know what's up with that, bro, bro, Scott, Scotty Clark. <sighs> Scott's a good dude. Obviously, you know he was a teacher for your children. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he took yep. he took you to go see the dark web. So, fuck, awesome. You know he didn't want to yep. go by himself. He was scared. Oh, you want to go? I'm so scared. I actually talked to him right after that. Uh, I think I was like, dude, I just saw uh, Unfriended. It was fucking awesome. He's like, yeah, we just got out of the theater. I believe I believe that's what happened. It was something like that. Yeah, we, oh, just, got cool. out, we just got out from watching it. He didn't say who he was with. It just said he just watched it. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. You have, you have a red microwave. I do. Is that good that's or bad? That's really cool. No, that's really cool. So my, my my kitchen's black, red, and white. So I'm like, I want a red microwave. Oh, I get that one from Walmart for like 80 bucks. It's, it's pretty good. Pretty good little uh, microwave. It was either that or black. And I, I don't know. I like colorful things sometimes. Yeah, it's cool. It matches your, your red and white poster on the other side. Oh, the fallout. Yeah. And then the ones above it, I did some weird random drawing paintings I painted. Nice. But yeah, don't be looking around my apartment. Don't be telling people what I got. Sorry, sorry. I don't, I don't come, in, come in to rob me. Hey, bro, I heard you had a red microwave. You kind of want that. So why don't you move out of the way? So you know, like, yeah, go get it. I'm, actually, mo- motherfucker, look at you. You're tall, but you look pretty wimpy. I want you to carry that microwave out to my car for me. <laughs> what? 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 I don't play like that. All right, come in. I'll, I'll bring it to you. Oh, there's two of you guys. Yeah, I'll carry it right out. Anything else you want? <laughs> it's like the Friends episode when Joey was like, hey, 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 and he was supposed to get rid of, what was he supposed to get rid of? Oh, the entertainment center, and because it was huge, remember? And they couldn't get into the bedrooms because the entertainment center was blocking it, and, and Chandler got home. He was like, what happened to all our stuff? <laughs> And he was like, why are you locked in the entertainment center? And the guys were supposed to get it, man. That was, that was, that was a great episode. You know what's funny is those entertainment, nobody has those anymore. But those big entertainment stands, the stands that would have like a slot for your TV, a slot for the VCR, a big row to put all your VHS tapes, a thing above it, shelves above it. Like those are huge. Nobody has those anymore that I know. No. Um, I mean, 
I had one not too long ago, a couple of years ago, but so that's because someone got rid of it for like twenty five dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, back then it was like there was this slot perfectly made for a 32-inch TV, so you can never get anything bigger because you have nowhere to put it, right? It was like right. this perfect slot for the TV. It was weird. Yeah. It was cool, but it was weird. So then once you got out of that size of TV, and you're like, uh, so now what? And now it's like, hey, I got a 55-inch TV, man, and it's like, mine's bigger. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> 55, like, that's it? It's 65 robust, Christina. No, I don't think mine's even close to that. Mine's got to be in the 40 range, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, it's not even close. When, when, I, when I first got introduced to Call of Duty and I, I bought my first Xbox, I hadn't game in years and I bought the Xbox 360. I had a 13-inch TV. I played on it for, for months and months and months. This little CRT TV, and I didn't know any better. Like, And I finally got a, I got a job. I was out of work for a while. I got a job. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was I went to Walmart and I put on my Walmart, trusty Walmart card. I got me a 40, 40 inch, right? Mm-hmm. And then Walmart has that fantastic 90 day return policy. So I brought that back within like a month and I got the 46. Then I brought that back. No, I started with the 37, then I went to 40, then I went to 46. Like I just kept returning the TV to Walmart and upgrading. <laughs> Wow. I didn't know you could do something like that. That's yeah, pretty Walmart, cool. Yeah, Walmart has the, the most relaxed return policy. You can you have like 90 days, unless it's phones and I think tablets, like Apple tablets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, okay. TV's, TV's 90, 90 days. Yeah, that was back. Oh, that was good. Yeah, then I was like, oh, then I got a 55. I'm like, yeah, 55. And then I, when I moved into my apartment by myself, I was like, I need a 65. Holy cow. And now my 65, I'm still, I'm leaning forward to read text. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go with like the 75. So I've learned that it doesn't matter the size of the TV. I'm still going to be like, oh, yeah. I can't read it, man. Yeah, that's the same with me. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's weird. Right. Even with my newest, uh, even with my newest glasses with the, the stronger prescription and, and they help like with the double vision and everything, it's still, uh, I'm still like, uh, yeah, can't see. Super I get great. double vision when I'm reading text. Like right now, playing Red Dead. Like when I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, get close mm-hmm. I can't read. It. What does that say? Does that say fine whiskey, fine brandy? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I can see everything on it besides the words. I just can't. I can't. I got this because I have a near side eye and a far side eye, so everything's like, like mm. weird. It's it's it sucks. I gotta lean forward. I still can't read it. Like whatever. I think sometimes the font type that they pick too is really hard to read. Like even in like the older video games, you're like, why did you make the font look like that? There's no way I can possibly read it. <laughs> so, and then, and then sometimes like I like the apps that let you change the, the color of the subtitles. So sometimes the yellow or the white subtitles won't work because the, just the way the movie is or where yeah. it's sitting is, yeah. it's really hard. So some of the, some of the, the apps that we use to stream let you change the color, and that's so great. Or you can make them a bigger size subtitle. I'm like, oh, thank you, because we don't watch anything without subtitles, especially now that Evan can read. Um, it makes it easier for him to, you know, follow along. Yeah, yeah, that's just cool. You know, when I have my 3DS, I can read just fine. I can't read if I'm holding something this close to my face, you know, like right mm-hmm. up here. I can read even small words fine, but it's something with the distance of the TV and everything just starts. Starts to double a little bit. Mm. 
So I don't know what kind of lenses you have, but the doctor got me. Uh, he suggested prism lenses, and that helps the double vision. So it's not nearly as bad in my. I don't get anywhere near as many headaches as I used to because I have the the prism lenses. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't get headaches. I just get like. <laughs> My, my eyes have always been fucked up. The, my problem was I went my whole life like, I'm too cool for glasses. You know, my eyes just got worse because I wouldn't mm-hmm. wear glasses. But when I started working at night, I had to wear glasses or else I can't. I can't. Even then, it's hard for me to see dark contrast. Like when I'm playing any video games and it goes to the night setting, it's really hard for me to see. Like I cannot. It's, it feels like real nighttime for me. I'm just like, ah, I can't see. I get, mm-hmm. I get real frustrated. Dark movies, like I just watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which was a really, really cool show. But a lot of it's real dark, and it was hard for me to see. So I turn the brightness up on my on my games, uh-huh. you know. So they're like, oh, you know, adjust it to where this you can barely see this. I'm like, but I can barely see anything now. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I go like two notches above that. Yep, yep. And then I found that that's a lot easier. Um, so. Do you remember playing GoldenEye as a kid? Did you did yeah. you have a 64? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I had a GoldenEye, and um, when when the sun was out, my mom really didn't have curtains. So you know you had the sun shining really bright on the on the glossy yeah, the glass glare. Oh, the screen. Glare. I hate that. So we would put like blankets over us over the TV and us, and we're like, okay, oh now I can see and now I can play. Yeah. Oh, glare. Fuck, glare messes me up. Like you can't like you can't concentrate. I can't look through the glare at the screen. I'm just concentrating. Yeah, like I've had, yeah. I've had some glasses, too, some cheap glasses, and you got glare on them. You know, mm-hmm. shining off. You just see all these reflecting things, and if you cheap out and don't get that reflective, whatever you call it. But yeah, it's annoying. Oh, it's annoying. I saw you guys. So, are you liking Red Dead? Yes, I love it because I'm just playing it like I'm out going camping. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm in no hurry. I mean, I'm in chapter three still. I'm in no hurry to do anything. If you play this game and want to complete it, I think you're gonna be disappointed. You have to play it just to play it and do things. If you just like, I want to do story. I got. I have to get to the end. I got to do this. That's my mission. I don't think people are gonna like it. Okay, so it's more like, oh, I'm just gonna take my time. Hey, let's go do this thing over here, and then yeah, let's yeah. do the next thing over there. And I'm gonna kind of take my time, wander, check things out. Then it's not. So it's it's really more for those people like oh I'm gonna do, just go g- get straight to it. Yeah, I'm gonna live this cowboy life. I'm gonna I'm gonna I pick the furthest mission away and I start riding my horse. Every time I pass through paths, it always look it looks so realistic. The the everything in this game looks so realistic. There's like no cut and paste rocks and trees. Everything just looks so good. So no matter which way I get to places, I feel like I'm actually out in the wilderness like discovering stuff. And that's what I like about it. If you're like, oh, I want to do this mission and I want to get it done so I can do this mission, you're like, they're gonna you're gonna start getting angry about the traveling there rather than going and going, oh, I'm looking, oh, there's oh, there's a big ass deer over there. I'm gonna fucking track that thing down, shoot in the head. I'm gonna get his pelt. If you want to get a good pelt, you gotta find the three star deers. You have to use the right the right weapon to kill it and you got to get a perfect headshot so with deer you got to get really close because mm-hmm. they're gonna run away see i'll get caught up in that stuff and that's why i enjoy it i'm not like okay. I, gotta, I gotta i gotta get to point a to point b now so i can get from point b to point c to get the point b you know like and so on mm-hmm. yeah i just really enjoy it for someone that's like good. you who says you might not have time to play this game yeah it's a long game i, don't, I mean i've i've gotten nowhere in this game and it's been what three weeks <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, see that wouldn't be for me because I don't get to game a lot. So like yeah. you saw my post in the the go uh was it yesterday? I was like, Oh, I'd rather be playing Bioshock. It's just because I had like it's been on my mind since I played it. I only I've gotten to play it two Sundays ago and then I got to play it this Sunday. I took some time this last Sunday to play the the Fallout beta, so then I didn't get to play Bioshock as long as I wanted to. And then like I am busy, like with everything else, Monday, Tuesday, you know, whatever. So I'm like, oh, I kind of want to be playing it right yeah, now, you know? So it's Bioshock. like. I love getting in. You're just underwater, and it's so cool. The big daddies and the crazy people. What do you call those people again? With, like, the the rabbit mask. Uh, uh, splicers? Splicers. Oh, Bioshock is. Oh, I love Bioshock. I love those games. Oh, I so I got through the whole first, the, I got through the whole first segment with the really creepy, crazy doctor. And then, um, so the, I'm done with the whole medical side and now I'm in the next section. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I can't remember the, where, where I left off. Cause I didn't. So good. They're so unique. And a lot of people, I know Zach, Zach, oh, Zach. He doesn't like Bioshock Infinite. I know every time it comes up, he talks shit about it, and I, I lose a little respect for him. And Zach, I hope you're listening. Um, that is my like my all-time favorite game. I love the feeling. I love the place. You're up in the sky in this floating city, and you're you you have you have that hook, and you're swinging from these roller coaster kind of tracks. I love it. Everything about that game. It's oh, it gives me the chills even thinking about it right now. I played through it like so- quite a few times. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it. All I know is that today, Scott was like, there's a scene, and I'm so tempted. I want to send this to you. Like, it's part of the, the credits or something or else. And he's got, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. So you have to play it. You have to play it. So so I'm going to, I need to get through Bioshock, and then I'm going to play Bioshock Infinite. And then I need to finally finish Tomb Raider, because I keep getting, like, a sidetrack. So I was playing, <laughs> I was playing Tomb Raider. It was like, oh, then I was playing Spider-Man. Oh, and then I played the, uh, to leave. And I finished the review for that. And then I played Storm in a Teacup. And I wrote the review for that. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to play Bioshock because we got the Xbox One and we can go play games that, that are now compatible, backwards compatible. So I'm going to play Bioshock. Oh, I'm going to play Fallout 3. Oh, no, I like Bioshock better. Hope nobody hates me. And then and then I'm like, ooh, Assassin's Creed came out with Xbox Gold, so I'm going to play a chapter of that. Oh, that was kind of cool because I've never seen this before. <laughs> oh, but I'm going to go back to Bioshock. So it's like ping-ponging, ping-ponging, ping-ponging. I was like, okay, I need to focus. So so my, my goal is to focus and, and get through Bioshock. And, and I mean, I, I'm getting to the point where like I have this backlog of PlayStation games. I have this backlog of Xbox games. And I have this backlog of Steam games. Oh, and yeah. then... And I don't have a backlog of the Switch games because I'm pretty good about, like, getting, you know, I get a Switch game and I play it and I'm like, I got that, you know, and then and then move on. And and then, but I mean, all the rest of it, I have, like, this huge backlog. And so it's like, okay, stop ping-ponging, stop ping-ponging, pick something. I'm like, that, you so. know, you know what, you know what, what the fault of all that is? Digital games, because all you have to do is click on it and you change games instantly. You know, let's go. Right. Let's try this Assassin's Creed. All you have to do is press a couple buttons and you're there. You don't have to change the disc out. For me, I'm really good at sticking with one game until I'm finished. Like I can play 
Red Dead, and I'll, I'll, I will only play Red Dead, right? Maybe mm-hmm. if I have maybe if I have some spare time and I want to pick my 3DS up, or maybe if I want to play a multiplayer game like Call of Duty, I could play a couple of matches of that. But I'll stick. Mm-hmm. I only stick the one story game at a time. I really don't jump around because then I'll, I'll like you all. I'll lo- forget where I forget how to play a game. I'll forget where I'm at. I'll lose interest. I'll just bounce back and forth. So, so I never, his- I've never had that issue. Historically, I've never had that issue because, like I said, when I was a kid, we didn't have a lot of games. Even as an adult, like I didn't have a lot of games. And and so then I started, you know, kind of getting them, right? Like, oh, this on sale. Oh, Steam's having a sale. Steam's having a sale. <laughs> Steam's having Steam. a sale. Steam's Somebody having a sale. added to Games Pass. EA Access just added games. Games was gold. Oh, my God. They're throwing games at me. They're bruising me. And my face is all black and blue. I'm getting hit with games. Like, there's, yeah. you know, the place that you have a... PS4 too. So yeah, we have the PS4. So we got the the plus thing, you know, where yeah. you get those games for free, and then you got the games of gold, and then I'm game sharing now with CB. And nice. so it's like, game sharing, I, I went from it. like having like next to no games to like <laughs> I'm mind blown. Like there's so many games. Oh my god, there's so many games. And but not just that. So like you know, I started producing the show uh, in March. Okay, I started playing more video games back around Christmas break. And before that, it was like, I played my Zelda. I played the Lego games because I, I really love them. And and then um, I played the Mario games or like the Luigi games. And and that was that. I mean, and oh, Tetris. I, I really love Tetris. Those were my games. And then um, Nancy Drew. But they don't, you know, her interactive hasn't really done anything in like the last couple of years. And who knows if we're ever going to get another another game and that was it i mean that was really like the bulk of what i played and uh and then scott was like hey i'm gonna stream do you want to watch me play this game and i was like okay sure what game is it He goes, i think you'd really like it and so he was streaming senua and then he hit that great that game breaking glitch that that i was like but but this was really cool i was watching and he's like it, it like broke the whole game he couldn't move forward he was Hellblade, like right yeah yeah, yeah and that's, so that then it, it does suck. He never ended up going back and, and replaying it. Scott don't go back um, to games. We know that. No, no, he doesn't do that. So, <laughs> so then he was like, "Well, the new episode of Life is Strange is is gonna be available, and I game share, and so I'm gonna uh, download it, and then when I stream, I'll let you know, and then you can watch me." I was like, "Oh, okay, that sounds cool. What is it?" He's like, "I think you'll like it." I was like, oh, "Okay, so so he added on Twitch, so I got my phone." And I was like, what's Twitch? I've never heard of this. So I like, go on my phone and I download <laughs> Twitch and like set up an account. I was like, okay. And I'm watching him like, oh my God, this is really cool. I'm like, what, what is this again? It was Life is Strange. It's like, really? That's so cool. And it, it was Life is Strange too, you know, because that had just come out. And um, so it wasn't the first one. So I got to see this episode and I was like, I have to have this game. So like I got paid and I got the game. And I played all of Life is Strange too, and 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 then I got Life is Strange, and I played all of Life is Strange, and and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, that was an amazing experience. And I'm like crying, and I'm laughing, and I'm crying, and I'm angry, and I'm and I'm like so into this game. And I was like, I haven't had an experience like this in so long, right? Like, I mean, so long. I was like, wow, this is so cool. I didn't know that you could have this experience with a video game, and and it like. And I beat it, right? Like I hadn't beat any other games besides the Zelda games and like in and, and Lego games and like forever, 
right? Mm, like, like that story involves you. You get really sucked into it. It's really it's got some right. really deep things in there, deep topics. So that was sort of the start of I was like, oh, I played it on my laptop. I didn't have to play it on a console. I didn't have to kick a kid off the TV. I didn't have to use a fit. I didn't have to use a controller if I didn't want to use a controller. Oh my gosh. Right, right. And it wasn't just on the DS. It was it was like, yeah, the DS is cool. Don't get me wrong. I love my DS. But like it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really neat. So then so then after that, then I played Doki Doki. And then like I was like looking on Steam. I was like, oh, that's cheap. Oh, ooh, that looks cool. Oh, and that looks cool. And then and then so like my Steam library, right? An item on your wish list is on sale. Damn it, Steam. Like, you know, like every paycheck, I'm like, pick something else up. And then there's the free ones. And so then that's kind of what like got me into playing games again. And then I started producing. They're like talking about this game. Oh, my gosh, you haven't played that. You have to play that. You got to see that. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean? What's Fallout? And they're like, what? Or you've never heard of this? I'm like, nope. You've never heard of this? Nope. You've never heard of Nope. And and so like that's been the thing. So like now that I have this access to to all these games yeah, that all these guys yeah, have talked yeah. about for the entire <laughs> years, like I want to play at least an hour of this game to see what they're talking about. Oh, I want to play an hour of that game. Oh, okay. Oh, I want to play. What's a rogue like? Oh, what's this? What's that? Uh, I've never heard of this. What's the first likes. person? I hate roguelikes. Well, I haven't played one yet, but you know, but Don't. you know what I mean. Don't. It's like. Hey, try out this kind of game. Oh, and then try out this kind of game. And then, you know, the fact that we get the opportunity to to review these different games for, for you know, these different developers. And we actually get to know them uh, for some of them and, like, get to talk with them. And, and then, like, we get to write these reviews. And so it's that's another outlet. Like, I really like to write. So that's been, like, it's been a really, really cool experience. And it's, like, totally eye-opening, like... Zelda will always be my first love, and I don't love it any less. And you feel kind of like, am I cheating on you? But at the same time, it's like, wow, there's so much else out there, and it's really cool. No, well, no other games have the have theme songs that are as well recognized as Zelda, right? Dun 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 even before I played a lot of Zelda, really, I've only played Wind Waker and uh, Breath of Breath of the Wild, and I went back and played a Link Link to the Link Between Worlds on the three three uh, DS when I got it. But um, just I always knew the Zelda music, like I right. Just, it's, it's so iconic, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like Game of Thrones, their music, right? Well, even oh, Game of Thrones right now, I couldn't even think. Of, wait, no, Peter Dinklage, Peter Wait, oh shit, someone's gonna stop me. The two songs, like Zelda music and the Game of Thrones songs, I got to tell you, you can hate me if you want, but they're like really kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Not like, oh, they sound exactly the same. No, they're kind of similar. Yeah, they're um, kind of orchestraic. Yes. But so, okay, that was the other thing. So traditionally, the last few years, I've read over 20 books a, a year. This year, I'm like, I feel bad. I was like, I'm going to read 25 books this year. And I've like read <laughs> one and listen to a half of a bunch of them like i haven't finished very many but i've played way more video games i've actually beat video games i've watched tv shows i've watched movies and it's like there's like a flood of senses of other media and so like you were like oh i want to watch this movie this movie this movie and i was that kid who's like i know i like this movie so i'm going to keep 
watching this movie because I know I like it. Yeah, it won't let you down, right? There's no right. chance for it to let you down. For me, I'd watch right. that movie a couple times and i go, uh, I already know what's going to happen. And see, for me, it's like that moment like, oh, I know this moment and it's going to make me cry and maybe cry like 45 different times, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. But I know what's exactly going to happen and like the same moments and the same heart twist and the same like emotional turmoil and you like relive it over and over again. It, yeah, but so, <laughs> I, 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 you know do, what I, mean? I get it. I totally get it. I just And so I was the same way with games like Zelda will never let me down. So I'm going to keep playing Zelda because I know that it won't let me down. Well, aside from the very last battle in Breath of the Wild, but we just I've ranted about that enough times. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I know that I love Zelda and and I haven't picked up any game uh, in the Zelda franchise except for Zelda 2 that I haven't liked. And and. And so I was scared to go out in this realm of all of these games, like all these different kinds of games, not knowing anything about them, and I didn't want to put any money in it. There's, there's like a, too many good games. There's too there's too many people who are going to say, like, you have to play this game because there are so many of those. You have to play this game games that are just out there. There's so many of them and not unless you have no job and somehow you can make 48 hours out of every 24-hour day, you'll never play them all. Whew. It's, it's exhausting to think about, right? Because everybody wants to tell you. Everybody wants to tell you, like, you got to play this game. You're like, oh, you mean that 8,000-hour game? I'm sorry, but sorry. Sorry, I can't play it. Right, right. And that's that's kind of the thing. So that's the other thing about these Steam games that are really cool or these little indie games that, yeah, that games I've gotten awesome. a chance to play is because it's like, oh, here's five hours. Oh, here's 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, here might be, you know, 20 hours. But then it's like, okay, that's good for me. You know, and and then you get it all done, and that's cool. And then you can move on to something else. And that's why things like Skyrim uh, and, and, like, the Fallouts, those are a little bit more intimidating, or, like, the Red Dead, like how you were talking oh, about. Like, yeah. I'm sure that sounds great. I'm sure it's a really cool, cool game. But, like, for me, when I only get to play, like, a little bit at a time, I like that sense of, oh, man, I got through an entire chapter yeah, yeah. in one setting. Not, like... Okay, this is cool. Where's this taking me? Oh, I'm only 25% of the way through this first quest. Like, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but you know, I know that at some point my kids are going to grow up. And at some point that I'm going to have the opportunity to, um, you know, play. and and Or maybe not. Maybe I'll travel. Maybe I'll eat a lot. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know what all I mean? That, all that sounds awesome right now. I want to travel while eating and playing video games right now. I think that sounds epic, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a uh, yeah. That's, there's there's too much. There's too much stuff. I have too many interests that I can't do it all. Sometimes people always tell me, you, "Oh, what you have you have never seen Dexter?" I'm like, dude, I would love to watch Dexter, but I don't have 80 hours to sit down and watch the whole series. And if I start episode one, season one, I'm going all the way through. I'm I'm gonna go all the way through. When people try to like, you haven't seen Shameless? No, dude, I don't have that much time to start the beginning. I would love to watch it, but I don't have I, – I have other shows I like, other movies, and video games. See, people who aren't, aren't gamers, they don't understand that, right? Gaming is such a big hobby. You know, like, oh, you play video games? You should be able to watch all these shows. Like, dude, I don't. I, I could watch a couple show episodes a week. I could watch a couple movies a week, and the, the other time is gaming, right? And see, that's a lot. Like, I might get to watch a couple episodes of something a week or – I might get to play some games a week or I might write or I might read. Like I, I'm 
quite literally like it's this balancing act of what entertainment I'm going to kind of go into. Otherwise, I have this one game on my phone, like at the end of each day, after doing all the mom stuff, after doing all the work stuff, after doing podcast stuff, um, in in you know, just all life. I, I finally get to lay down and I'm like, but you know, you're not completely tired. And there's this game on my phone. It's just literally a tapping game. Oh, it's clicking. Oh, yeah. I've heard of it's, those. it's literally just a tapping game and it's cool. Like you, you, you kill these monsters and they give you stardust and then, and then you go on and you kill the next monster and, and it goes <laughs> on. And like, there's, you know, you can and power up like the little helpers that help uh, give bursts of light. And, and that's it. All you do is tap, 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 tap. It's like one of my favorite games because it's completely mindless. Helps you unwind. Yeah, I can see It that. does. And so then I just fall asleep tapping. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I do that a lot. Like when I want to play a video game, but I also want to go to sleep, I'll play something turn-based. That way I'll just fall asleep and I'll wake up and I'll just, it's still my turn. You know, I can pause it or something. I don't, I don't fall. I don't get killed. You know, there's not, there's no way to take damage unless I'm like fall asleep with my finger on the button. But yeah, yes. that's the way I like to do it. Yeah. You that's- sound like, you sound like Alyssa. Alyssa, Alyssa drink, watches or reads, um, like 50 60 70 books a year and she watches these shows and she plays a lot of video games like she she kind of she's like a balanced to me she i don't have enough time like let's you have so you have so much time you just have too many interests that's it's not that your time it's your interest you have so many interests so many interests i mean (laughs) really so many interests like for me i'm like I want to write. No, I want to read. No, I want to watch a show. No, I want to watch a movie. Well, at least you oh. could read and write at the same time. <laughs> you can't write a story and read at the exact same time. I mean, I can read a textbook and take notes at the same time. You can but, write and then read your own story. Well, right. And then you're like, wait, why did I make them do that? <laughs> you know, like... So, so I wrote, uh, I wrote a couple, I wrote a few stories this, this year and, and I sent a couple on it to Smirk and that was cool. And so now, but lately I've like had this desire. I'm like, okay, I want to write my next story. And, and they're short stories. You know, we're yeah, talking like a thousand. Awesome yeah, it's really cool. But I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, now what? And then I had this idea. I'm like, yeah, but it didn't stick. And then I had this idea and it didn't stick. And then I have my friend, she was like, you need to write the next segment of this story because i wrote it for for class originally i wrote it and then i i rewrote it because they had to change the genre so it went from being uh like a drama to like sort of a a horror movie uh or a horror story and then had to change the genre again and so it was really cool. It's like a really neat exercise. It's the same story and you keep changing it up. And she she read each iteration of it and she's like, you need to just write the next step of the story. Like, I want to know what happens. Like, what's going to happen to this girl? What's going to happen? And what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. But when it comes to me, then I'll write it. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the moment. And it might not be that story. I just wait. Every so often I'll be like, I'll be driving. I'm like, that's it. That's the story. You know, I get a lot of I get a lot of motivation to for stuff like that, being creative, music wise and stuff like that, and lyrics mm-hmm. wise and words wise. When I'm jogging, when I'm jogging, you just got it. Once you you can snap into this rhythm, and all of a sudden your brain starts like, I can I can work through thoughts, I can work through relationship thoughts, work thoughts, uh, just 
artistic things once once I hit it, it takes a while though first I'm just like oh, I'm tired I hate jogging I hate jogging and then before <laughs> I know it I'm like I'm really like contemplating life it's really cool I've been jogging three and a half miles every morning I wake up I've been since I started this new job I get up at six and I I it takes me about 30 minutes to get out of bed because I'm on I'm on Facebook and Twitter and all that bullshit <laughs> But I get up and I'm like, okay, I, what am I doing? I'm wasting my morning. I get up, I, I throw my clothes on, the, my jogging clothes, and I, I jog around this big city block right here, and it's 3.3 miles. And it, like right about in the halfway point, like I'll really do start doing some some real deep thinking. I just my mm-hmm. body goes in the autopilot, and I just start doing some real deep thinking. And it's kind of neat. You forget you're jogging. You're still getting your your you're working your body out, but then you just kind of forget. I do the same at the gym sometimes. Throw some music on. Start lifting some weights, you know. Don't do anything too crazy hard, and you just mm-hmm. you know, just really start thinking. I think you ever try that, like jogging? Do you jog at all? So um, when I was going through, uh, when I was married, and I was going through like the roughest part of the end of the the marriage, right? I started running because um, my friend was like, "Hey, let's go to the gym." It's like, uh, did you just ask me to go to the gym? Like, really? <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, I didn't ask you to come and murder a baby with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh. I, I guess so. I, I think I might die. She goes, well, I want to go do the color run. You know, the one where they like throw color at you and and, and you run. Oh, was yeah, it? yeah. Like, like the, the three point. Or... Yeah, yeah, the, the paint. And, and it's like the 5K. So it was like 3.2 miles or whatever. And and so I was like, oh, okay. And it was like, run 30 seconds, walk. Run, walk, run, walk. And, you know, we did the whole couch to do, couch to 5K, and, and we did it, and we ran it. It was really cool. And we were going, and we were running um, like three to four times a week at the gym, and then she moved to St. Charles. And so I'm, like, really sad because, like, that's that's quite a bit away. And so I lost my gym buddy, and so, like, I lost my motivation. So I got a treadmill, and I've been meaning to get back into it. And the treadmill's in, like, the, the sunroom off the off the duplex and and but that's also my catch-all of everything that I didn't unpack so there's like (laughs) clothes and there's books and books and more books and more clothes and more clothes and more clothes and more books and more books and more books and and so I'm like and then there's the treadmill but it's not heated so it's like if I'm gonna run out there it'll be like hey I'm gonna go run outside in the cold on my treadmill but I like running on the treadmill I just haven't done it lately but that's how I got through like 30 Rock. That's how I got through Scrubs. That's how I got through like tons of things. Um, if if my phone wasn't charged, there was a couple times there was a scary movie. Have you, have you watched a scary movie while you're running on a treadmill? No. It's super, super motivational. You're like, oh, run, Don't run. trip on that twig, you idiot. <laughs> there was like literally a chase going on one day when I was running. And, and I was like, oh, my God, keep running, keep running. And, like, I realized that I was trying to run for this person in the movie and, like, they died and, and everything. But so you have to the stop one... the treadmill in this moment of silence just like, oh. Yeah. Poor so blonde then... girl. Poor, poor stupid blonde girl. <laughs> uh, now turn back the tread. Let's go again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The other thing that I miss about going to the gym is that uh, I would get someone running in the corner of my eye. And they wouldn't stop, right? Because you could tell, like, oh, they're, they're a pretty badass gym person. Like, they're running all the time. Like, I see you at the gym all the time. I don't know who you are. I'm too scared to say hi. So I'm just going to, yeah. like, watch you. <laughs> and so, like, they would be, like, at the, the treadmill up at, like, in front of me but to the right. 
because uh, my left peripheral vision is not that great. So I'd have them like to the front of me to the right, but I wouldn't let them know, but I don't want to get close to them. So I'm going to kind of go like four treadmills over one back, one row to the left. And, and so like, so I start running and then I was like, watch them. Oh, they haven't stopped yet. So I got to keep going. Well, you got 6.7 miles per hour. Keep running. Yeah. Keep running. Oh, wait, they haven't stopped. Okay. Okay. Keep running. Keep running. And so it was like a competition, like almost with, it was like, not necessarily with them. I was like, oh, well, if they haven't stopped, then I shouldn't stop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they, they didn't stop. And so then it was like, oh, they walked. Oh, <laughs> they're walking. I'm not tired yet. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep running. So then I did that. So um, I had gotten, I had lost all of the end of the, the baby weight after having my third kid. I mean, not like, we're not talking like a lot. I mean, I was like 120 pounds and, and lost it all back to my normal, like 100 pounds or whatever just like running, just running. And like, I felt happy and I felt excited. And it was like, I finished running and finished yeah, running. It was yeah. like, all right, all right, all right. This is so cool. I'm going to go get some ice cream because I'm happy. And then like, it was just great. I, I ate a lot of ice cream and yeah, I miss it. But I, then, I, I do that too. Like I'll, I'll run and I'm like, oh, I just burned off 600 calories. So my next 600 calories is like a freebie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lord knows I don't, I don't eat enough to make up for the fa- for the amount of calories I was burning anyway, so it was fine. Um, but it, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It helped me build up my self esteem. It helped me work through like a really hard time in my life, and and like I felt really good about myself. And then I got pregnant with Patrick, and he's my fourth one. And then I never really got back into it, like steady back into it after that. So like, if I were to go run now, I mean, it's straight and straight up be couch the five k. I'm gonna run for 30 seconds. Gonna walk for a minute. Gonna run for 30 <laughs> seconds. And so, but I want to. I do want to get back into it because it really did. Like I said, it it really helped. Uh, like you were talking about, process the emotions and going through and and like depression at the time. Like I, I'm actually doing really good right now. Um, but at that time, the depression was really bad. The anxiety was really bad. The anger, the frustration, and it was like really in a in a tough place. And I wasn't centered. And it was like. Oh, if you put either your headphones on, you watch a show, or you listen to an audiobook, or you put on some music, and or, you know, Zone I think out. you were, yeah. yeah. And uh, that Kanye song, I think, was that stronger song, right? Like, what doesn't yeah. kill us makes us stronger, or whatever. And so that would come That's up on my stronger makes you stronger. Yeah, so that would come up on my running playlist and everything. So that's the one song that you were talking about, and and so that was cool, right? Because it was like, I think I'm gonna die. Like, I really feel like I'm gonna die. Oh my god, my legs are gonna fall off my legs but i'm gonna keep running yeah. they're gonna fall and you get i'm hurting little, you get a little further through that and you're like oh this isn't so bad oh wait this isn't so bad this is yeah i have a, so I, used get, to, I used to do little to, laps around my canal right i do like it's only one mile so i do that but i found out sometimes i go okay one mile is enough i'm gonna go inside or i do two miles and i go oh two miles is enough i'll go inside so i i started jogging around the entire block because if i get past a certain point i still have to go all the way back to get home so I'm kind of like I'm, I'm forced to keep going. Like it's you're it's, stuck. Yeah, it's like, way it's, easier. Yeah, yeah. And and what I also noticed, like when I finally got my rhythm down and we were running and we were running, is like if you can get past one point three or one point four miles, then you can go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So like you're the oh my god I finally hit a mile oh my god I didn't think I was gonna make it and you're like oh just keep going a little bit and then like you get like just over that like one point three mark and you're like. All of a sudden, you're like, 
Ooh, I'm flying. I'm running. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Right. I'm flying. And yeah. like, you know, you're like, dun, dun, dun. and then like, I think this is why I like where running on, on treadmills is because like, it was, it's a lot easier to focus because when I'm running outside, I'm like, Ooh, look at that. Ooh. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't run into that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it's so easily distracted. So like, it's a lot easier for me to pay attention. But then it was like, Oh, you get to the point where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And so you're like at 2.8 miles. You're like, I'm so close to three miles. I can do this, man. I can do this. I can do this. And you're like, all right, I'm going to turn it up to 10 miles an hour. Oh, I'm going to turn it up even faster. You're like, dong, 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 dong. <laughs> yeah, I did, the, like, bo- I did my personal best the other day was six miles and I did 5.99. I was like, ah, oh, that, ah. Oh. You know, if I went out and jogged another point zero, it wouldn't, it wouldn't add that on my on my Samsung Health app. It would start a new thing and say, "Oh, you jogged point one mile." So it's like there's no way to get that back. I, was, I kind of oh, wish I had one of those yeah. uh, th- things where I could see the numbers because numbers are motivational. Like that yeah, motivates me. I, I look at it every day and I go, "Oh, okay, I did this. It took me this this amount of time. My pace was that. My you know maybe tomorrow I can knock that off by thirty seconds. You know, there's, it's super motivational." And I think that's why I like the treadmill because you're just like, oh, all right, right now three three miles is too slow. Three miles an hour is too slow. Oh, five miles an hour. Like I'm just throwing numbers out, but like, oh, five miles is a little too fast. All right, we're gonna do f- steady four and a half. All right. Oh, we can we can make the pa- the pace faster. Oh, but I'm starting to get tired, so let's let's slow down the pace a little bit. All right, we're gonna make this steady. We're gonna make this steady. All right three quarters of a mile are done. You know, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like totally easy. Like, all right, I, n- I need to pace myself. Cause otherwise, like when, if I don't have that going on, I'll be like, and then like you crash. I'm like, I can't keep going. Yeah. You so like push it too fast. I, I fluctuate too. When I'm doing, I'll go, I'll keep changing the speeds, but I don't have the balance for treadmills. I have to keep touching the sides. Like I can't run without touching the sides. I'll have to keep bumping it. Like, okay, tap the left. All right. Tap the right. Like, I, I don't have the balance to stay in the middle. Like, when I'm jogging, I'm all over that sidewalk. I'm on grass. I'm on <laughs> – it's all – it's Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't it's, feel so off balance because the ground's not balanced. I think that's why I don't like running on the ground is that it's not balanced. Yeah. Like, you know, it does kind so of I You fuck your hips up too when you're running through like – when you run past uh, driveways, you know, because the mm-hmm. slope, you're putting more pressure on your, like, your right hip. As you're running, pa- running across the driveway, and you do that quite often if you run through the city, and it's not good on your body. So that's what I noticed. So it's funny you say that because that's why I didn't like running outside is because my hips would hurt, like quite literally, like the the like the the joint parts of my hips would start to hurt from running outside. And I was like, I got some good shoes. I know these were good shoes. And and you're like, what did I do wrong? I stretched. I did this. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, it hurts. So that was the other thing about like when you run on the, the treadmills, I found like, I don't know if it was because it was steady or if it was like consistent or whatever it was, but it, my, my hip wasn't hurting nearly as bad as it, as it did when I ran outside. So, Damn. We just did two hours. I was not expecting this. I was supposed to have a Battlefield Five date a half hour ago, but I was oh, having no, so much. I'm so no, sorry. no, 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 no. It's cool. I, I text Lisa and I said it'll be a little bit. I'm having a good time. She says just take my time. So she's all right. About, I'm not worried about. It. I but yeah, I just I was having fun. I, I just yeah. This is great. So, so you guys are like a super super cute couple, by the way. Oh, super yeah. cute. Thank you. I'm excited. She's flying in Saturday early, like 1 p.m. So 
That's awesome. She posted it on Facebook today. Like, if you don't have this kind of relationship, then you're not in the right relationship. And what did you text her? Like, I would wait. I would waste all the toilet paper for you. Oh, because she comes and she burns through fucking toilet paper. And I, I look at last time she was here a month and a half ago. We bought a toilet paper roll. And I sent her a picture. I was in the bathroom sitting on the toilet, TMI, and I was like, "Hey, look at this! Look at this toilet paper roll. It's still the same package I bought when you were here." And she was, she was like, uh, "Oh, you know, we're, you know, we're gonna have to buy a lot more toilet paper. We're gonna burn through it." And I was like, "It's okay. I'll, I'd waste all the toilet paper to be with you." She's all, "Is that okay if I post that?" I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> she, yeah, she. I was like, "What the fuck do you do? Are you are you eating it? What is going on? Where is this toilet paper going?" Ah, uh, it's a, so it's a it's a big joke. It's a big joke between us because I was like, oh, because I'll, I'll buy like a a twelve pack roll and it'll last me forever. Like for her, I need like twelve packs a week. Yeah, no, just wait. If you guys get married and you have kids, just imagine how much toilet paper you're I gonna. I think go. she like teepees my bathroom real silently, <laughs> and then she takes it all down and flushes it. Like she's like, fuck Sean. She's throwing it over the shower rods and throwing it over the the. The, the towel rods and then she like she gets it out real quietly and she's like yeah and then she like quietly rolls it all uh, back up and then shoves it in the toilet i don't know i don't know i don't know unless let us know let us know how does toilet paper taste? <laughs> <laughs> yeah christina this has been awesome let's uh let's roll into the wrap-up part of the show so we can do some plugs let's plug uh, gaming outsider and stuff like and um, all that good stuff. We're going to do it right now. Let's get to the wrap-up! Hey, yo, Freeman. Yo, what's up, Iams? Dude, what's left to do? Come on, man. Wrap it up, son! All right, all right. Christina, let's talk, let's talk Gaming Outsider. What's up? Podcast coming. Um, The podcast, we actually just published it yesterday. So every Wednesday, we publish our episodes. So next week's going to be episode 220. You can find us on thegamingoutsider.com. We also have a Patreon website, and you can sign up for our Patreon subscription, get special content like our retro episodes and the games that aren't for us, and then our Break the Seal episodes. Um, we're going to have a Break the Seal episode on Bioshock when I finish when I finish the game, and I know that Chris Behrensmeyer is also setting up some other Patreon content. So, you know, it's only $3 a month to subscribe, super cheap. That helps us keep the lights on. And then um, the other the other podcast that I'm like really dedicated to is Smirk. That Zach Parkerson, Aaron Pearson, and and Amanda Singh they they have the short story podcast that um, there's a new story every week and they're hilarious. And then uh, obviously the Hollywood Outsider. And then Sean, your show is pretty awesome. Thank you, I appreciate it. You know, <laughs> I have I ever since I met Scott, I've been listening to Gaming Outsider. Um, is, is before he actually created it. And I've listened to every, every episode <laughs> until I got my new job. Now I can't listen to podcasts. So now I'm like, like, you know, I feel I would feel more loyal to the horrible gamers because I started with those guys. I feel bad I haven't listened to them and uh, ADO Radio, you know, Chris and this this Xbox Life and the Gaming Outsider and the Hollywood Outsider. All my friends have podcasts and damn it. They're all awesome podcasts too. Yeah, gaming. Oh, uh, <laughs> what, on Twitter at the GoCast, right? At the GoCast, yeah. And I think it's what Go. What is my Twitter tag? I don't know. Find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook and and uh, Twitter. 
and you know, all over the place. All over the place. She's gonna travel all over the place. while reading and eating food. Remember that, guys. Sounds great. That sounds and great. then um, it's Christina with a K, so everybody knows it's not with the C. That's kind of important. The cool way, you know, anything with the, anything with a K is cool, right? If you take the C out and replace it with the K, like when you say crew, that's my crew, and it's K R E W. You're like, what? So K R U. Yeah, K R U. Yep. Yeah, K R U. What? That's sick, bro. One of the first short stories I ever wrote when I was a kid was uh, it was the Crazy Cats, and everybody had a name that started with the with the letter K. What about what about music? Music with a K, like what? That's dope, bro. Music, yeah. Oh, it's sick, bro. It has and a K. K. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys can find me or the podcast on Twitter at awkward underscore podcast. You can find me on Twitter. My personal account is they call me Imes. If you guys want to play some video games, nerd out, Xbox, PS4, Steam, all that good stuff. They call me Iams. That's the name. All right. That's the name. Say my name. Don't wear it out. Say my name three times and see what happens. Ah. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> when no one is around you, go to Hush Your Face Network and listen to all the podcasts and stuff. Uh, find me on YouTube, Instagram. Instagram, it's at Horribly Awkward Show. Uh, Facebook, I, I've kind of kind of got a page floating around there if you guys want to do that. If you guys want to leave me a voicemail, it's 510-600-3475. I'd love to hear your voice. And or send me a message the old-fashioned way at horriblyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to go even more old-fashioned, you can send me a note and tie it to a pigeon's foot. <coughs> and I will I will catch that pigeon. I probably have to shoot it because I'm not very fast. And then I'll get your note. Yeah, cool. Cool. Christina, we reached the end. It's the end. As Gidget would say, peace out, Brussels sprouts. Hey, it's the S to the M and the L to the Issa. Slammer games in the house, so drop your listen. Poor whiskey, backward cock flask. Merrily sock, bird telecast. Destiny doctor downcast. Callously squandered lamb. Heavenly slaughtered broadcast. It's the horribly awkward podcast. Uh, well, I know you do because I listen to your show and I can hear like you had people like, oh, that was my dog. You're like, oh, that's all right. Or, you know, and that's I mean, that's cool and stuff. But like I, I get kind of weird. Like, I don't want to hear you click in your mouth and I don't want to hear you click in your tongue. Oh, I'm going and- to sure, make sure I do all these things. I'm going <laughs> to tap. I'm going to do keyboard. Oh, yeah. That's a horribly awkward show. Your face is coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat A family of pods that are bringing the heat There ain't no stopping us Keep coming back to us Sick ass pods that'll make you hush www.hushyourface www.hushyourface www.hushyourface.com